nigga stole my bike. Turns out that nigga's white. Hi everybody. Good uh, good afternoon. How is it sound? How's it sound? Does it sound okay? Let me uh, get this mic a little closer. Does it sound good? Does it sound good? Does it really help to have this many people in your ear while you write? Yes, it does. I think it's going to be great. I think today's going to be awesome. Let me move this out of the way. It looks like a giant dick. Like a dude's just got his, got his big old dick just looking at me. I was just listening to a new Malinu where he did a Colin show. And him and this dude talked about dicks for like an hour. Just about uh, circumcision. A lot of dick talk today, so I'm gonna try and stay away from the dick talk because I'm, uh, although it was very fascinating, you know, they were talking about circumcision. Very fascinating stuff. I, uh, I'm pretty dicked out. And for me, that's a lot. You gotta, oh, and for those of you experiencing buffering and lag or whatnot, uh, just give it a little time. I can just play a little music if you want, it'll, it'll work itself out. I've become uh, pretty chill about it all. Okay, well, what we can do right now is listen to my, uh, my mom and dad. They uh, hit the like button, by the way, too. My mom and dad, that one song, it's like... I can't hear it in my head now. I don't remember. All right, so this is what that song was really about. And uh, some of you guys nailed it. Some of you guys said some pretty hilarious stuff. But here's a quick, uh, here's just a little chat with uh, me and my dad, a little bit with my mom. And the full conversation is 40 minutes and it gets, it gets intense. I don't put the full convos with my mom online except to Patreons and subscribers. And that's not because I want to keep any of the um, wonders of my mother to myself. I just don't like, uh, you know, it's pretty exposing to have tons of people watch and listen so i figured that's that's a win-win for people that uh contribute a couple extra bucks a month to keep this train going and like for example i get to fly nimmer down next weekend brandon the dude who runs my uh my merch store he's coming down artling's coming down we're going to uh shoot a bunch of sketches and that's why we're going to write today i'm going to play some of these and uh we're going to write some more so here is the answer to what the song was about and just, my parents are funny. Let me know if you can uh, hear this, hang on. I just wanted to know what the hell this one Ario is about in Puccini. Oh, hi. Dad! <laughs> What's up, Mike? Yeah, you guys no. want to both stay on the line? We'll, we'll catch up. Okay, well, what, what Aria is it? All right, it's the one that goes... I can tell you the name of it real quick. Hang on one second. Uh, Are I'm you driving? Thing. No, Are I'm you in the driving? I'm in the I'm in the woods with George. Oh. <laughs> it's called uh, Nessun Dorma. Uh, Nessun Turan Dorma. It's from Il Tritico. Now I can't exactly translate it all, but what he's saying is um, uh, he, he's he's talking about sleep 
and he wants to sleep well, and he's unable to do that because he has all these dreams about this woman. And then at the end, I, I can't translate it, but he says, I've conquered, I've conquered, I've conquered. Now, I could look up a translation. Sounds suspiciously like he was whacking off in bed, by the way. Translation and Oh, by the way, another, uh, another thing my dad does a lot is you'll say a word, and he'll, like, I was like, oh, is that from Othello? He, he'll be like, oh, oh yes, uh, Othello. Like, he has to, uh, like, he has to pronounce everything properly, and he won't give you uh, Jeopardy credit if you get the pronunciation wrong, which everything is wrong, apparently. Send it to you on email. Cool, yeah, because I'm doing this thing on my podcast where you're going to be the music expert, where uh, I play a random aria, and I get people to... Uh, to guess what it's about, and then we find out what it's about from you. <laughs> well, let me look it up. I'm really not. And would would you believe it? One time I sang that, but I, of course, I'm not capable. What, of what's that. the whole opera about? Like, what's the? What is it? Oh, uh, I'll I'll look it up. Tritico means means it, it it's part of part of three. One act operas. It's it's Janiskiki, Swat Angelica, and I forget the other one. I'll look it up and send you an email. By the way, that's like my dad probably considers that like a huge fail. He knows literally everything. It's it's weird. Uh, but anyway, I'm just gonna play you a little bit more with me and my mom because we talked about the history of opera and. Uh, how it's a lot more like country music than people realize. Uh, all right, let's play a little more of this. And again, you can hear the whole, this whole thing, patreon.com slash WDTL or hugepianist.com slash subscribe. Um, anybody who contributes can hear these long form talks with my mom, especially on the phone. Like I was talking about Louis CK way before all that news broke with my mom on these conversations. And, and I like to limit it, as I just said, it's a win-win. It's extra stuff for people that uh, help out the show, and it's also keeps my uh, my 75 year old mom a little a little safe from the animals. All right, here's a little more. Thanks, Bob. And Lop. Bob. Oh, is is your mother there? What's up, Mom? Yes. Oh, okay. Love, I'll do that now. Cool. Yeah, I just figured uh, it, it, I, I, it's a good way uh, to to keep Dad. Rocking and rolling in retirement is, is have him uh, get excited about music. Because I noticed when I did that Shostakovich review, Dad seemed excited about that. Well, it's one of his favorites. Yeah, he got me into it when I was a kid. And I just think that in this crazy uh, time of division, it's cool to just talk about nice things. <laughs> like music. Well, there, it's interesting I as I... Uh, read um, what I come across with especially in well not only essays but in some novels too that people will say you know as you have said in this time of division but it might be I might be reading something historical that the only thing that brings us all together is music it always comes down to music everything comes down to music yeah, music is a language that everyone understands because words can be manipulated and music can't. And remember, and here I'm going to draw a blank, who is that fellow we like who um, who 
uh, he was one of the managers of the Rolling Stones back in the day, and he was a musician. And then he went on for a Ph.D. in neuro. Uh, Dan- Daniel Levitin. Daniel Levitin. Yeah. Yeah, he wrote This and, Is Your Brain on Music, yeah. And at the very end, that's exactly what, what he says. Yeah, because that, there, was that, there was that theory that it's just a uh, brain, it's a uh, mental cheesecake where it's a lot of different things. It's like why we want cheesecake. It's why we create fat and, and uh, sugar. But he uh, says that, that he doesn't believe that to be true. But it's, uh, it's a huge advantage to be musical because it, it kept tribes together and, and kept bonding strong. Yes, because you need music and rituals, and it's rich rituals that keep people together. Well, that that yeah. kept the Catholic Church going for a while with people like like Bach. You know, yeah. these, these people just creating... I mean, you go into these, like, beautiful... Like, uh, like beautiful architecture, and then that sound. It's yeah. just so... Because, like, words... Like, look at what the word racist has changed every week for the last year. You can't change a G chord. Yes. Like well, that is. Also with sound, you know, what Daniel Levinson did in that book, and I took it with with one of my freshman classes um, back when it was published, was that he he took the brain apart and he said, now this is your brain on music and this is where it is, and it's in the most elemental, fundamental, ancestral, deepest part of the of the brain that that well he explains it better and you read it so you know that I read that, three of his books and that is what makes us fully human it's I not compl- just I completely words. agree yeah it's um, my wife it's, said it's, uh, the music con- is in the depth of that that words are not only music because music comes from the spheres of the universe that you know, people, and I'm sure you know this, have plotted out the noise, the quote, or, or sound that they hear in the universe with the uh, uh, astronomy instruments. There have been musicians who have plotted that on a graph, and it comes down to something like what Bach played, what he yeah, invented. Yeah, there's a lot of 12, like the 12 notes, like Peterson's 12 rules, and like twelve is a very, very, very universal uh, number, and also like uh, it's kind of like in Shawshank Redemption. One of the best lines was when Andy Dufresne uh, broke in to play that song and take that beating, and he was in the hole. And he said uh, he played that record. He just said, "I have no idea to this day what that woman was singing about, but it was beautiful because it was in another language." Oh, you know he's playing this this aria. I think it might have been Queen of the Queen of the. It might have been from Magic Flute. I don't remember. But just the sound of it was worth the beating. Yes, the sound. And he had no idea yes. what the words meant. And that's why music today, you know, it, people. I'm not reading where people are being. Um, critical of the music today that they're just accepting all that noise which isn't good because it's not music it's not it's just noise yeah there's no order it's very it, it, it represents a lot of what's happening it's, it's just it's bland and chaotic which is a horrible combination 
Yes. Like the order yeah. isn't uh, very skilled. Like they, they'll do the order. Like they'll do the same chords over and over again to make sure that they can manipulate people's emotions. But at the same time, there's no skill or beauty in it, and it's just not good. And they do it. I, I don't know what it is, but I haven't really enjoyed modern music in a while. And I'm 38. I'm not 90. Yes. <laughs> you know? And I like all kinds of genres. Like, lately I've been listening more to, like, old country, like the 60s and 70s. Like Johnny Cash? Yeah, Willie Nelson, Nelson Merle Haggard. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yes. Like, they're storytellers. Yeah, uh, exactly. And their stories are put to music. Well, I remember uh, quite a while ago uh, watching a, um, uh, uh, I'll call it a documentary. Okay, so that was, uh, I'm not going to keep going with that because there's no like visual and this is, a lot of people are watching this on uh, video. But to get the rest of that, uh, become a Patreon or become a subscriber. Hugepianist.com slash subscribe or um, patreon.com slash WDTL. Because my mom and I started going, well, we end up obviously talking about socialism and spiraling, but uh, about how opera right now appears to be this erudite, aristocratic, you know, rich person, tuxedo thing, and it never used to be that. It was, uh, it was uh, like villagers in Italy, that's how they sang. They didn't have microphones. And we go on to talk about that. With uh, It's very comparable to, to country music. You know, and my dad did end up sending me what it was all about. That whole time, me and my mom, this is so male-female. My dad's just so task-oriented. He's like, all right, bye. And then he just was working on, on figuring out what the whole thing was about. Uh, Nessun Dorma, None Shall Sleep, is an aria from the final act of, Puch uh, of uh, Puccini's opera Turandot and one of the best known tenor arias in all opera. It is sung by Kalaf, blah, 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 uh, who falls in love at first sight with the beautiful but cold princess Turandot. However, any man who wishes to wed Turandot must first answer three riddles. If he fails, he will be uh, beheaded. In the aria, he expresses his triumph, assurance that he will win the princess. Uh, it says, uh, none shall sleep, none shall sleep. Not even you, O oh princess. Sounds like he's about to really just pound her. In your cold bedroom watching the stars, that terrible with love and with hope. I mean, that's a country song. It's like, none shall sleep on the prairie, O oh princess. It, it's, it's literally, it's about love, struggle, um, but my secret is hidden within me. No one will know my name. No, no, on your mouth I will say it with the light shines. And my kiss will dissolve the silence that makes you mine. Uh, actually, it is a little rapey. It's not really country. But a lot of opera's country. It's just about a dude tricking another dude and trying to find love. No one will know his name, and we will have to, alas, die. Die! Okay, that took a dark turn. Vanish, O night, fade, you stars. At dawn, I will win, I will win, I will win. Sounds like that's setting him up for a real downfall, though. That's uh, an Italian opera. That's hubris is not a good, uh, a good quality. That guy usually ends up getting his dick cut off. All right, the theme, what happens at the end? I don't know. It's all right. It's a fun little thing. So I was uh, on Instagram. Some, someone sent me this video. 
I look a lot fatter in this video. It made me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm actually losing weight. Because I am, because of the psychotic Peterson diet. <laughs> it's just meat and, and rage against socialism. But I do want to start the bear diet. It's just salmon, honey, berries, and pure garbage. Uh, oh, and my wife and I, her mom's coming by to watch uh, Walter. And we're going to hit the Tides Tavern. Not endorsing the place. I've never been there. Don't know anything about it. Actually, I think I went there once with my uncle when I got married. But 5 p.m. I want to meet some of you guys. So it's going to be chill, though. Don't make any long drives. All right. Anyway, and if you don't know where Tides Tavern is, you live too far. <laughs> what was I just going to play? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bert Kreischer. I think this is one of the reasons that people uh, get a little nervous about having me on their podcast these days. I love Bert. I've known him for 15 years. And, uh, but I, 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 don't, I don't play that nonsense game where I pretend I'm someone else when we're podcasting, like everybody else seems to be doing. Just watch this clip. This, and Bert's a funny dude. Good family man, hard worker. But uh, just watch him die laughing at just the fact that I'm just saying what is reality. And, and we, and he just won't for some reason. Like he's, I'm blatantly calling him out. on being kind of full of shit here. Uh, not, I'm not talking shit about Bert, by the way. He's awesome. But just watch this clip. Watch the, watch, just watch the dynamics of this. Um, my wife said, uh, cunt is the, um, the N word for women. Real quick. Just look at how fat I am there. I've lost 25 pounds since this video was taken. That's right. A lot of tuta with the boy. Um, my wife said, uh, cunt is the, um, the N-word for women. And I said, no, you're wrong. Slut is. I go, because when the N-word dehumanizes someone, that's why that, that no one wants to... That it's, that's why I won't say it, because I, I don't want anyone to ever feel dehumanized. Um, I, I do. I do, though. Some people are, are acting inhuman, and I want them to know it. That's serious. <laughs> I heard an argument for that going, yeah, when I'm really mad, I want them to feel the worst they've ever felt. Yeah. Yeah. So why wouldn't I use that why word? Would I, why wouldn't I use all my assets? <laughs> why would I hold back? It's like if someone's attacking me and I have a gun, why would I punch them? I would shoot them in the head. Fucking kill shot. <laughs> Dehumanize Jesus. Don't, don't act like a goddamn cunt. <laughs> if you don't want to be fucking dehumanized. Jesus. No. Alright, so yeah, that was a fun if you want to check out the rest of that, that was just it's Bert Bert Cast. He's a funny dude. But you go down to LA and these dudes that are legends. I should find this one sketch I did with Bert Kreischer in 2005. Uh hang on one second. And there's such this leftist, like, we all, I mean, none of us would really, I mean, listen, I would never, and like, why not? And then they just, because good people then laugh. Like, Bert's a good, good dude, so that, that makes him laugh. Um, bad people, they, they get angry, and then they start calling you names when you call them out on the fact they're full of shit. Yeah, like like these like dudes don't say cunt. Are you kidding? I think that's one reason why a lot of black people feel comfortable being my friend. I try not to have too many black friends. 
Uh, I don't want to set a bad tone. You know, I think whites need more friendship these days anyway. But uh, it's because everybody knows people talk like that. I, we don't say nigger, though. Nigger's not a word that, that we really actually use. Like, that, that isn't true. Like, if you hang out with, like, a group of white dudes, they're not secretly saying nigger. N I mean, you'll say it in, like, how I'm saying it, but you're, we're not calling black dudes that. But you'll say cunt, and people say cunt, and it's just a fact. All right, how do I download this thing? Uh, save link as? Hang on a second, ladies and gentlemen. I don't understand PCs very well. The PC, man, I don't get the PC. That my, my, like, because the, the, my PC computer's way, way, way faster. Uh, oh. All right, just real quick, guys. I'm doing the, uh, I'm, I'm downloading it, en.saveform.net, like how I normally do it. And it says download. Do, do I hit open link in new tab, save link as? How the hell do I download this thing? Hang on, let me just try something. And then we'll write some stuff. I can't wait to write some sketches with you guys. All right, just check out... Uh, and the other dude in this is my boy, Pat DeLuca. I met him in kindergarten. He, uh, he's the dude I moved to Los Angeles with. He had big mutton chops. And he was, uh, you know, single mom, incredibly high IQ family, but had some rough patches. And so he didn't have any friends. I didn't have any friends. Uh, I was a fat kid and my mom made my clothes, like uh, handmade my clothes. I had corduroy pants and they were tight on my fat ass and my mom embroidered high on one pocket and buy on the other because that's how you made friends. You go say hi and then look at the pocket and go by. And I, I was probably a lot like how Walter is right now. Like just sweet is just so sweet. Like Walter's the sweetest kid. And I think I was like that. And then, but my town, Oswego, New York is not a sweet town. Uh, I just would get pummeled and I'm glad it happened. I'm not complaining. You know, I don't think abuse is good, but I think uh, like wolves nipping at each other to strengthen is good. And I was such a weirdo and he was such a weirdo that we were friends the whole time, you know, and we moved to L.A. together. He's still out there just crushing. He's a producer. He went because he went to Cornell. He worked for William Morris briefly, but he's a musician and uh, a writer. And we uh, we did punch up work for for uh, the movie uh, that one with Kevin James about the. Paul Blart, me and him wrote a bunch of jokes in that. We did a bunch of stuff with Comedy Central, but he was always going the, the responsible path, you know, and he's doing unbelievable. He produces a lot of the shows that you guys watch, and we're still boys, which is awesome. But, um, so that's him. And then Burt Kreischer's in this, and uh, check this out. It's from 2005, and this is hilarious. Or no, that's not it. Add source. I'll put this up on, uh, on my YouTube after. This needs to be seen. And Bert, we all know you've said cunt. Here right, we go. Hi everybody. My name is Jake. Hi Jake. Recognize a few of you here. Some new faces. I respect that. A lot of us have lost our Yo, I'm 24 in this in this shit. By the way, I'm gonna start reading the super chat soon, by the way, but I'm 24 years old in this video.
our careers, our friends, our wives, our family members. Because and for the guy that just said I look douchey, that's a, I'm playing a character. You understand? Like that's acting. This is an acting thing. I didn't really fucking dress like that. Hi everybody. My name is Jake. Hi, Recognize a few of you here. Some new faces. I respect that. A lot of us have lost our careers, our friends, our wives, our family members. Because we can't stop quoting Top Gun. It's a sickness. To the rest of the world, Top Gun is just another homoerotic movie that lets you whack to it and not feel gay. It's the 80s version of 300. But we didn't just whack our dicks to it, we whacked our hearts to it. We jerked our hearts off. Jerked our hearts off. Jerked our fucking hearts off. Take Jimbo, for example, here. He used to be a piano virtuoso. Played Bach at three. Sold out Carnegie Hall at nine. Now poor Jimbo here, all he plays is the Top Gun theme song and the first three notes to Great Falls of Fire. The first step the Top Gun support group is to not quote Top Gun for an entire day. Yes, sir! No, don't sit, don't say yes, sir. Just, just sit there and don't quote Top Gun. Now, the first step after the other first step, so technically the second step, is take off those aviators. Don't hide behind Tom Cruise. He doesn't hide behind you. Sam, let's start with you. Tell us how quoting Top Gun has ruined your life. I used to be a top executive at a Fortune 500 company. And uh, every time our CEO wanted to make a point in the boardroom, he'd say, Don't, Sam! I feel the need. Son of a bitch! The need for speed! Woo! guy if you don't sit down and take off those goddamn aviators that's what happens when you quote top gun sit down sorry about that all right guys you got your little jollies off you're uh relaxed good morning gentlemen temperature is 110 degrees holy shit it's viper viper's here oh shit great he's probably saying holy shit it's maverick and goose that's my boy by the way who just came in uh who just came in. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's saying that. His name's not Viper, guys. It's Dave. Isn't that right, Dave? Sorry, Iceman. I mean Jake. Jake. My name is not Viper. You see, guys? That's called progress. He knows my name is Jake. Requesting flyby. No, no, man. That is not a good idea. Sorry, Goose, but I'm gonna have to buzz a tower. That's a negative Ghost Rider. The pattern is full. Damn it! I want some butt! Enough! Dave, tell us, how has Top Gun ruined your life? Uh, that's classified. It's what? It's classified. I can tell you, then I'd have to kill you. No, Dave, don't do this. No, no, Dave, please, no. I made a lot of progress. What's your problem, Kazansky? You're everyone's problem. It's because every time you go up in the air, you're unsafe. 
I don't like you because you're dangerous. That's right, Ice Man. I am dangerous. Real quick, before you think I'm crazy gay, what we just acted out is word for word, beat for beat, including the bite that happened in the real movie. It's the gayest movie ever made. That's you, Viper. Pretty sweet, right? Did you guys dig that? Yeah, so that's how long we've been doing these. I mean, me and Pat were making these sketches when we were like 10. Right, let me get rid of that. The guy who directed it and produced it used to be a very good friend of mine. He's the dude I wrote the joke about, about the uh, sombrero. About I wasn't allowed to wear a sombrero because I'm white. That's a uh, true story. Dude got all into Black Lives Matter and shit. He's like a rich kid, rich Jewish kid. Very weird. All right. Oh, I also wanted to talk about some other stuff. Hit the, um, hit the, uh, hit the like button or you're gay. <laughs> I just uploaded the bird, the, that Top Gun support room thing. All right. So I got a new couch today in honor of the boys coming. Cause we, me and Amy right now are, me, Amy, Walter are all sleeping on the floor on a mattress right now. Cause we won't be getting our, our, um, our furniture until August. It takes, it's taking that long to ship across the country. And um, we have two air mattresses, but we have three boys coming, staying for the weekend to shoot some sketches. And so uh, we went to get a, a couch today and we went to Lazy Boy because apparently they were having a, a going out of business sale. And I, I go in there and this woman's such an asshole. So I'm walking around looking and she's like, can I help you? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm looking for a couch. She's like, can you stop walking? I'm like, so I stop. That's not enough to make me think whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I really need a couch like this week though. I can't like wait. So it's cool you guys are having this uh, going out of business sale so we can just buy something. And she's like, we're not going out of business. And I was like, oh, good for you guys. That's awesome. And she was like, so we bailed and we went somewhere else and got an unbelievable couch. So that was exciting. Oh, and I, I lost my phone in the, the couch store and it took us like an hour to find it. That's a, that's a rough place to have something fall out of your pocket is literally a couch store. Because everywhere I looked, I had sat. And uh, me and Walter, I had him take his shoes off obviously because we're, we're being respectful, but we have this new game where when he hits me with a pillow, I just go, and he dies laughing. Uh, I'm going to remember that for comedy. I think he's helping me be funnier. He's like keeping like the base level comedy of like funny faces. And I think it's coming back. Yeah. So as I said, thanks for the support. Thanks for the super chats, all that stuff, because I just got to fly. Eric Nimmer's coming up. One of the main sketches I want to shoot with him is one we've been talking about for years. And Amy really wants Nimmer to come stay with us because she really wants to give birth to this baby. And uh, last time I was with Nimmer, Walter was born. Well, I mean, I've been with Nimmer a bunch more times since then, but uh, he's good luck when it comes to pregnancy, when it comes to delivery. So she's really looking forward to that. And we may make him like one of the godfathers of Walter. 
I think I, I think he needs about five or six. Because Nimrod always calls him nephew anyway, which is pretty sweet. I think that's black for friend, but uh, I take it pretty seriously. Anyway, so thank you because I got to uh, fly him up and, uh, you know, buy more equipment and all that shit. So we're going to shoot because he's, uh, he's done three tours of duty in Afghanistan, I believe. I think it's three. And uh, he has PTSD bad, you know, but he makes it funny. And uh, that's one of the reasons he got a tumor in his brain. But it's another reason it's, it's, it's curable, I think. I'm no like, cancer guy, but I think his, his brain... I did some research, though, because I'm a caring friend and I want to understand what the hell is going on with this fucking guy. Uh, and he was also telling me that like lack of sleep and a lot of trauma in the Middle East or in war, it, it floods your brain with cortisol, which is how people on the left feel all the time if you say the word Russia. And, and in that state, you get these growths. You know, it's really bad for your health. But the good news is, it, I don't think it's the same type of that malignant brain cancer where you find out and you're fucking dead. I think it's more like just growths from cortisol. But as, as I said, I'm not a doctor. But anyway, so the sketch is, it's going to be uh, PTSD babysitting. And Nimmer's going to be like, is your kid up all night crying? Well, good news. So am I. You know, he's like, PTSD babysitter. Be like, if I can't sleep, why not watch a baby? It's going to be fucking hilarious. I can't wait. All right. Uh, I wrote this one. Oh, someone Instagrammed me that their kid said this. And I, I died laughing. And I wrote some, you know, heavy-handed. I, sometimes I get a little heavy-handed on Instagram. But you have to hear the way I deliver it. That's always been an issue of mine. But uh, I said, do black kids in the inner city, Chicago, have a midlife crisis at 10? That's what somebody's kid said. And I think that's genius. And for anyone who says that's racist, it's the opposite of racist. It's drawing attention to a problem. Uh, it seems like <clears throat> democratically run cities, uh, black people seem to have the life expectancy of fucking fruit flies. Uh, oh, I thought it was really weird to run for coroner. I saw a, and then I'll read the super chat. So I just want to tell you guys some of these jokes that I'm working on. I saw a sign that someone was running for coroner and I was trying to write some good, uh, it's a weird thing to run for. Like, how do you have a platform? So I wrote some, uh, some running slogans. If the cause of death seems odd, you're going to need Todd, local coroner. I'll be gentle. Or, uh, you need me to inspect your dead uncle's pee-pee. Or how about, uh... There was another one with it in it. It ended with it. I don't fucking know. It was the funniest one, too, and I forgot it. Oh, here's a quote I said uh, on Facebook and Instagram yesterday. I think this is a great way for people to understand that there's no middle ground. I don't believe in middle ground. I am not a, um, a moderate. I'm not a center. I think center doesn't exist. I think you might as well just say you're a coward. So I said, I'm a socialist, you're a capitalist, let's meet at the middle ground. That's like saying, I'm a cannibal, you're not a cannibal, so let's just eat just human hands. I'm against everything about socialism. Now, someone wrote to me, um, tell that to a firefighter, bro. And I said, uh, socialism is, is the ownership of the means of production, bro. You know, why don't you put down the phone and pick up a book? 
you can be a capitalist firefighter. Uh, that's when you get into anarcho-capitalism and stuff, like uh, with my boy Manu and Dave Smith and uh, Michael Malice. By the way, I saw Michael Malice tweeted at somebody that I would be, uh, I would be uh, embarrassed by them or something. Like he, he, he was joking, by the way. He's a fucking asshole. He's, a, he's an asshole in the funniest possible way. He sent me that. I'm like, you're such an asshole. Like somebody like with a bear, like a bear was, uh, was responding to him. He's like, Owen would be ashamed of you right now. Uh, he's fucking joking, by the way. I didn't know how the person reacted. I couldn't find the tweet, but I was like, you're such a little di Russian dickhead. Anyway, that's anarcho-capitalism. That's a whole different conversation. Services like police and firefighters, you can have that debate all you want. That's different. Ownership, uh, means of production means like every factory every farm, everything that things are made, like everywhere things are made is owned by one place and that's the government. That's the definition of socialism. And it always leads to starvation and genocide. And if you want that shirt, it's an awesome shirt. Socialism leads to starvation and genocide. You can get it at unbearableshop.com. Uh, we're gonna get more stuff because I'm gonna be with Brandon all, all next weekend. He's fucking great too. Great dude. All right. Um, that's about it for that. I was going to show you guys some more pictures. Uh, where's the pictures I was going to show you guys? I don't need to. I mean, I can just start reading stuff and we can just start writing. Hang on. This is, it's, it's fine. I, uh, I posted a picture of my beautiful wife pregnant is all hell. I mean, her, her belly is, but she's glowing, looks beautiful. And uh, I just said I made that with my penis. Thought that was pretty funny. I had another one I wanted to show you guys, which was uh, I got an email from this Democratic person because I'm on every. That's one reason why why didn't they laugh sucks to get a hold of me. I always email unbearable comedy at Gmail. Delev takes care of all that. But uh, because my trolls and enemies and 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 people have signed me up for every possible subscription to every email you can imagine. It's pretty crazy. It's actually kind of funny that they did that because it's so just annoying. It's like, it's tedious. It's like mosquitoes. But, uh, so I got one from this Democrat that said, uh, they're trying to kill the bear cubs, cubs in the cave. And I, I texted that to, uh, to Crowder. And I was like, for a second, I thought they were finally against abortion. But no, they're actually trying to just save bear cubs. And I'm a proud unbearable. A lot of you are proud bears, bear adjacents. There's a lot of bear adjacents out there. But fuck bears, you know? Uh, human life is more important than bears. And, and Crowder wrote back, uh, he's like, yeah, there's the highest amount of bear attacks this year than ever. And I was like, yeah, you're welcome. But seriously, fuck that. All right, let me read a couple super chats and then we're going to watch some sketches and you guys are going to comment in the comment section what we should shoot. And I'm going to read some of the ones you guys already wrote because they're hysterical. And I'm going to read some PayPal's too. Uh, Molder Bear, Molder by Trade. I love it. I love molds. Gary, I was wondering if I could be bearified. I want to be Gare Bear, but uh, two R's because there is one R Gare Bear already. So you can be a double R, Gare Bear. That's what all the ladies call me, Gare Bear. I like that. So that's uh, taken. I thought of procrastination bear, but I never got around to that. I love jokes like that. You know, I spent all day thinking about whether or not I was self-absorbed. 
I love just pure irony like that. All generalizations are false. You know the problem with anarchy? Good leadership. You know, those, those are great. So thank you. Thank you for that. I, uh, I, I was going to be procrastination bear, but I never got around to it. It's fucking great. So can I be verified as Gary Bear? Well, you could be a double R Gary Bear, but Gary Bear is great. Gary Bear, the Berry Bear. Welcome. Sent that clip of you and Bert here. I, I owe you hardware, Bear. You guys are the greatest. I'll buy you guys some beers tonight at the, uh, at the, at the bar. Hey, Owen, I made that video. Please don't ban me. Which video? Will you email it to me, Brazilian Bear? Uh, why didn't they laugh at gmail.com? Because I'm, I'm on it right now. I can, uh, I can just watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I think I, uh, I watched part of it and it was funny. But I, I didn't watch the whole thing. So please send that to me. No, I'm done with my banning bullshit. But it was funny. Looking back, it was funny. I apologize to who I needed to. Liberty Bear. Uh, it was bad form, but still hilarious. Sketch idea. Hardcore feminist dies and how fire, oh, and house fire because women and children first. That's the patriarchy. Well, that's what you would expect, but that's not actually how feminists act. But that would be funny if it, we did a sketch called Actual Feminist. And she's like, oh, no, no. I'm going to stay in the fire. I'm going to die. Titanic. I would have stayed on it. That's funny, dude. I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screenshot that. Roger Wood. Homer Smith, enjoy a couple of drinks at Tides on Me. We unfortunately will be out of town tonight. Shit, Homer, you're one of the main people I want to hang out with. Should be packed on a Sunday, Saturday, sunny Saturday. Man, I did not want it packed. But it's a cool spot right on the water. Hope to catch up soon. Ah, I hate packed bars. Fucking hate packed bars. So I might be there for like 35 minutes total. But I'm definitely going to go. I want to meet you guys. But, uh... I think it's being tall. I'm now six, seven and a half. I grew another half an inch according to my doctor. And uh, it makes it so when people are close to me, they like hate me because I just look at the top of their heads. They feel insecure about a bald spot or something. Um, they're going like this. They make all these jokes. They can't hear me. You know, feels very rapey. I like to have a, a couple feet away from people. You know, tight bars, not good for big bears. Not good for big bears. I like a lot of space. Young man attends his first Antifa meeting so he can wear his cool gaming mask. Gets red-pilled from all the vitriol and gets superpower from Made in America stickers on mask. Punches everyone out. I like a community bear, but that requires a lot of people. We have, two, we have three dudes, a pregnant woman, and a, a kid, like a two-year-old, and four dogs. Uh, and next time we... Well, maybe I can get some more people. We'll see. Justice Bobo, thank you. Blue Collar Bear. Big Bear, can I be verified as Blue Collar Bear? If you want, tell a rape victim they can't have an abortion. Could you be the doctor who performs the abortion? Can you tell others to do what you are unwilling to do? Um, well, I was having a talk with... I've, I had some good talks about that with people after. This one dude was like, if it just comes down to debating uh, uh, rape and incest, I'll be happy, but... Here's the thing. We all would, would love that, but it just doesn't work that way. And when people say only Sith steal in absolutes, it's like, really? No. Sometimes you need absolutes because if not, it always just keeps going and going and going until right now, dude, there's 30 week abortions happening in America right now. It's fucking driving me insane. But uh, let's not go down that road today. 
Someone said something cool that I wanted to pass on. I was talking about the shit equipment I've been getting at Lowe's and that Husqvarna has become shitty. Someone pointed out something very true. He was like, dude, like real woodsmen don't shop at Lowe's and Home Depot. They go to like the real, you know, the, the woodsman stores. And that's true. I, I didn't realize that. My brother would be the one who would always get stuff. And there was this great place in um, Saranac Lake that that was like that specialty shit. And the plastic, you can feel it. It's different. It's like hard and good. And so, yeah, I've been, I've been buying the, uh, the consumer quality. And that's why I've been very frustrated. Like, I already broke my blower. It was like the best blower I could get because I have a lot of grass and I wanted some serious pressure. I was also going to put my cock in it. Just kidding. That would be horrifying. But uh, I was just going, and the thing just broke off. Obviously, I spiraled. I tried to ban everybody. I tried to ban my ban my blower. I still believe in banning, so I'm just going to do it really low-key. Looking forward to hearing from Gentleman Whisker. Yeah, I'll talk to him tomorrow. I'm gonna, I want to uh, interview a couple people tomorrow if I can. Gentleman Whisker looks great. And I, I want on his Twitter. Man, you're a fucking dedicated guy to, to the Bears. Um, good for you, man. He's a teacher. I'm going to talk to him. It's going to be exciting. But I want on his uh, Twitter to like write to him. Because my wife has a Twitter, at Owen's Nice Wife. It's run by my wife, Teehee. And uh, Gentleman Whisker Bear is a champion. He's just always tweeting out about the bears and made me feel real special, man. Started whacking off. Looking forward to, I think I know why I do, what I, I do dick jokes sometimes. It's whenever I feel vulnerable or whenever something's too serious, I just make it into a dick. Like I'd be like, you know, sometimes I, I, I get so sad I can barely put one foot in front of the other. I have a penis. Sogner, our platform has wheels. Oh, that's hilarious. That's funny. That's, uh, that's a good one, Craig. Alphabetical order predicts the winner for corner. Is that true? Whoa. I can see that. Because no one cares. I mean, most corner, like all their friends are dead. I'm guessing. Maybe that, no, there's no, there's no correlation to that. Forget I just said that. I've hung out, I've had beers with two corners in my life. This one girl after a show... Uh, I was just fascinated by the whole concept of cutting people up. I think it's, I don't even like horror movies, by the way, but, and she, it was so creepy, not creepy, like she's a creep, but like, I felt this wave of like being close to like something horrifying. She was touching my wrist and just showing me my arteries. And basically like I was, uh, like she was a butcher, but she was being nice. It was no anger, nothing weird. She's just like showing me like where I would bleed out and how she would remove things. And I was just, it was crazy. That's why I don't smoke weed. If I was, if I'd smoked weed or if I'd eaten edibles, like I did that one time on Joey Diaz's podcast, I would have lost my fucking mind with someone being like, oh, and this here. And you just, you just start feeling like you're just this, a Husqvarna and you hope you're not from Lowe's, even though I do like Lowe's for a lot of stuff. Motherfucking nature bear. Can't wait to see you again. I'm going to buy you a bunch of Coronas and call you uh, bitch hips all night. I love it, nature bear. Hope you're doing good, buddy. Keep working hard. Uh, Gregory, sketch idea. X-Men born with super offensive powers. I shoot beams from my eyes. Oh, like heat vision? Actually, it just gives people AIDS. Well, I like the, that's, I like the concept. I think that the, I literally think we can shoot that. Want to know what we should do? Is do... Uh, is do Power Rangers. 
And I'll be like, I, I've never watched the Power Rangers, but what we could do is get these jumpsuits, like me and Nimmer and, um, and Brandon. And it's like, I blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and I say nigger and people freak out. That's funny, dude. All right, one more. There's more Super Chats, but one, I'm going to read one more, and then I'm going to play you guys Leftist Fitness Instructor. I know a lot of you guys have already seen it, but I'm then going to read, for all of you that haven't or those just listening, I'm then going to read to you all the ideas for it. No, let's do uh, Bow Hunter first. Oddly, Leftist Fitness Instructor is now over 100,000 views. It's gone way more viral than Bow Hunter, but Bow Hunter, people like that like it, like love it. It's only had uh, 20,000 views, but people are like, dude, this is my favorite thing I've ever seen. It's wicked niche. If you know anything about hunting, anything about archery and are annoyed by vegans, it's your sketch. If not, I, some people are like, this is long. I'm dumb. But uh, actually, no, I take that back. You have a valid reason to think it's too long if you don't know the worlds I'm making fun of. I tried to make it the most like a hunting video I could, and you can't do it in two minutes. So, uh, uh, hey Owen, Bobo Bear, this is a weird question, but what brand of water bottle is that behind you on the window? This is uh, Crystal Geyser, and I just, I have like four of them, I fill them up a lot. I know there's shit in it that like make, gives me tits or something. We don't have a lot of uh, cups. I know I have to go to the store and get cups and shit. I don't, we have no dishes, no furniture. This is the only part of the house that looks, this in our back area, with the barbecue and the couch and shit. Other than that, nothing. So I, I know that it's not great to, uh, to drink out of plastic bottles, but uh, fuck it for now. We'll, we'll deal with it. We'll just, we'll deal with it. But I keep refilling them too. A couple of them I think I just opened, but I'm not one of those guys that's just drinking. Oh, I need bottled water. Ugh. But thanks for asking. I, I, I know where your head's at on that one and uh, I get it. You know, I don't want bitch tits. I don't want to look like Bert Kreischer who says cunt all the time. Just kidding. Not really. Bunny Bear, I moderated a two and a half hour stream for Freedom Tunes, 200,000 sub celebration and many bears showed up and you were mentioned finally. Can't wait for your tune. That guy's great. And uh, he's got such a good sense of humor, but such a good business sense. I actually learned something from that guy, Seamus. Uh, I was the voice on a couple of the tunes coming out and I was, uh, I was firing him some fucking home run jokes. And we were dying laughing, but he's like, oh, I can't use that one. I try to keep him uh, clean. And I was like, good for you, man. That takes real restraint. I've done that with a couple vids, like leftist fitness instructor. I wanted that to go bigger. So I didn't swear in it at all. Uh, but I didn't even pitch a swear word. It was just about uh, the NSA whacking off. And he didn't use it. And I thought that was so cool. I really thought that was the smartest move because it was like a crushing joke, you know, and he was like, yeah, but it's not, it's not my, my vision. And I'm like, man, that's really cool. And he's a young dude. Freedom Tunes is awesome. So congrats to him on the 200,000 views. That's the combination that's really, really, really good. Steven Crowder has the same thing. Uh, it's when you're talented and funny, but you also set boundaries for yourself. That's where I'm not good. That's why I want to start doing more themes, like, uh, you know, ask my dad about an opera or like, um, whatever. But I'm, I'm way more free flow guy. 
And so I really look up to people that are capable of that. Bunny Bear, you're great. Thanks for the constant just awesomeness out of you. Brian, what's up, buddy? I, I love this dude. I always see him commenting on stuff. Funny shit. A newscast for the oppressed and oppressor narrative keep changing with the circumstance. Love the streams. Thanks for all the hard work. I like, I like that. I have to think about that, but I know what you're saying. Where it's just, it's not about information or, or anything good. It's just about power dynamic. I get where your head's at. Love the streams. Uh, uh, love the streams um, live or recorded. Keep shifting the Overton window and creating intelligent and funny discourse. Yep, and that's one reason why I'm hated. I was talking to uh, Gavin McGinnis about that. In fact, this is, I believe, his original theory is that the left hates people like me and him so much more than like Richard Spencer. Because Richard Spencer gives them a valid uh, bad guy. Me and Gavin, like liberals like us. I'd say 25% of people watching right now are on the left. Some are just hate watching. Some just like me. Because uh, I do have, I'm clearly very right wing. But like, I can actually move the window. Not, not personally, I need a lot of other people to help. But like, they're like... Um, there's a bunch of people like that where, where people just freak out because they're so terrified. The, Norm MacDonald is the ultimate example, but I, I don't know how he got through, how he got through the fucking maze of it all. God, that guy's smart. I would not be surprised if it, if it turned out Norm MacDonald had like a 170 IQ. I don't know how he, how he navigates the world he navigates. I mean, he got the hate for a while, but he was more just excluded. No one ever talks shit about Norm. I don't know what it is. Because he's a unifier, man. He is a unifier. That guy is just... He, he is what comedy should be. And I'm just fairly obsessed with him. All right, let's watch uh, The Deer. And then as, as you're watching, think of uh, more fun adventures for this guy. Because we're going to shoot several more of these next weekend. Um, and then I'm going to read to you what a bunch of people already wrote to me. They're fucking hilarious. All right, here we go. Oh, and notice, by the way, as, as we talked about opera um, a few times, like that aria yesterday, the, the Puccini, how the orchestra is fighting the singer a little bit, like they're doing different things. If you want a non-operatic reference, uh, what Lighter Shade of Pale does that. Like the music is doing its own thing. And the melody is fighting the music, not fighting, but it's, it's, there's grinding. That's where I got the idea for the music of this. Like the music, it keeps wanting to be like good times guy, like trucks, bows, crushing. And every time my character keeps getting depressed, it just like stops. And it's just dying to be like, and it's just like every, every, it, it, it's like its own character. When you, when you can make the soundtrack its own character. All right, watch this thing. And play. Good time. Thanks for coming back to Vegan Bow Hunting, the only vegan hunting network on YouTube. Uh, I'm here with my hunting dog, Blaine. I used to have a an Irish wolfhound, but uh, my wife uh, said Blaine, Blaine would be just as good, and he's, uh, he's more more effective, more uh, environmental. I used to be uh, an actual hunter, but ever since the wife became a vegan, 
You know I love her, man. What am I gonna do? So I'm out here. Uh, I'm doing vegan hunting. Still got it. Whole family of mates, one shot. Mates is tomates, tomatoes. It's a lingo that only I know because I'm the only vegan hunter. I really want it to catch on. But that's really difficult to do. When I used to hunt animals, that was, that was really impressive. I'm gonna blow my brains out. I love her, man. I, I, love my, I love my wife so much. When she said, uh, stop hunting animals, I agreed. I didn't stop eating the animals. Keep your feet planted. Draw with one motion. And you shoot with your heart. You don't shoot with your eyes. That right there is an injured animal. And the humane thing to do, of course, is to put it out of its misery. I don't know why I'm doing any of this. It's just, uh... I mean, I still eat meat. I mean, my buddy just went to Tanzania. I just ate elephant, just a spider. God. All right, let's see what else I got. Once sat in a deer stand for 30 hours. But I've been watching this thing grow for six months. So this is gonna feel exhilarating. At least I'm gonna pre pretend it is. It can't evade me in any way or detect me. But I have to pretend like it does. Or else I will seriously, potentially kill myself. This is a lesson for us all. I highly recommend you use target practice arrows only. This baby only had a small game bullet point on it, shattered this buck into pieces. That was a nine point Brocco right there. Such a waste. Ha. Every time. I caught this guy monkeying around. It's gonna look great above my bed. Happy birthday, America. Vegan hunter. Vegan hunting. It sucks. It's soul crushing. Don't do it. I love Tina. But this is just brutal. If I shoot this straight up in the air, what's your odds it lands right on the top of my head? What, 50-50? Wanna take that bet? I love her, man. I love her. This you know, you gotta make sacrifices in relationships, and I've certainly made a few. This being the biggest, by far. Man, did I love hunting. You ever feel so sad you can't even put one foot in front of the other? I just feel empty. Just empty. I'm gonna get a life insurance policy. And if I drown, uh, it's legit. Like, I really did drown. So give my kids all the shit that um, they get for it. 
I mean, most of my friends won't even hang out with me anymore because they find what I'm doing ridiculous. And I can't blame them, you know what I mean? I'm stalking vegetables right now. Man, this is, uh, this is, this is embarrassing. I just don't get why women don't let men do anything anymore. All I like to do is shoot deer. Deer are like giant squirrel rats. They carry disease and they taste awesome and they're so stupid, it's mind-blowing. I have more empathy for this banana than a deer. What is wrong with women? Veganism is retarded. Life is killing things. Never eaten a carrot? A carrot could have been a good dude. The hell's happened in my life, man? This is this is depressing. Hey, yeah, I'm looking to get a life insurance policy. What does it pay out if I kill myself? What if I use promo code Shapiro? What if I drown? But I, I didn't do it though. Someone else did it. Will my kids still get money? Oh, come on. All right, let's uh, let's keep going. Vegan hunting here. Make sure you subscribe, comment, hit that notification bell. Because sometimes I do uh, you know live events. Now we are sneaking up on a carrot. I'll be dead soon. Give my kids the life insurance policy. All right, I did uh, manage to pop up to potentially pee out of my, my wiener, so I didn't get to read a bunch of your stuff, but uh, some of you guys wrote some hilarious stuff just right there. But did you, like the music became one of the funniest parts of the whole thing because it was working against... It was like... The guy who's only bitching about his girlfriend, it's like, man, what do you think she's doing right now? And, and his other buddy is like a good dude and wants to be there for him, but is just really happy and wants to do something fun. And he's just like, and as soon as he's like, all right, let's play basketball, he's like, yeah, it's like, do you think she even misses me? And then it's just like, um. Someone said that I should be more ashamed about the elephant eating. See, I, I, I know, I actually thought a lot about that. Uh, he doesn't have shame in eating meat. In fact, he does it almost aggressively because he loves his girl. He sees nothing wrong in hunting, nothing wrong in eating, but he loves, this whole sketch is about compromise. The whole sketch has nothing to do with hunting or anything. It's about compromise in a relationship and we just made the most, a really funny, ironic character out of it because so many people are like that. Like you saw that in, um, in that movie, uh, Old School, where Will Ferrell is this animal and he, and he stops being an animal for a girl. But while they're still at couples therapy, he's like talking about the panties he misses. He's like, yeah, I mean, I'm here for you, baby. But like, I'm just thinking like, is it lacy panties? Is it? And I think that's what this guy is kind of like, where he's like, no, I eat elephant and I enjoy it and I love you. I won't kill an animal, but I'll get as close as I possibly can. I know a lot of guys like that that are, um, 
that are monogamous and faithful and all that good stuff. But I don't know what it is about them. There's a couple people that just, uh, they just want to get as close as they can to like a dangerous situation with a woman without really doing anything. Where they'll like flirt with a waitress like to a point where I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? It's like, dude, it's all I got anymore, man. I just like to, I just like to feel like what it would feel like again, but not do anything. And they really don't. And I, I kind of, I'm not like that personally. I think it was just because uh, I had such a chunk of my life where I was so like, uh, I, I would have killed, I would have loved to have a, a meaningful relationship. And I had so many sexual opportunities just because of my job that, you know, for me that, that isn't even like, um, I think if most men experience what I experience, what I, what I experienced in my life, they wouldn't be as fascinated by uh, other women. Because dudes do have the drive to just throw jizz in the wind. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not white knighting here, fellas. I'm not uh, throwing us under the bus. You know, you got jizz in your balls and it's trying to get out desperately. You know, like prisoners trying to see the sun. I do that whole joke about it. You know, they're like, let us out. We're dying in here. And, and there's nothing we can do. They're just dying. It's the ball of cost. You know, and women only have one egg a month. Sits there, gets a big house in the, in the country. You know, these are the projects. I'll do anything to get out of these balls. I, I will come if you scream at my dick, you know. So there is that animalistic drive that men have that women don't have as much of uh, promiscuity. But that being said, it's really not that, like very little of that lifestyle is actually having sex with women. It's a lot of drinking and it's a lot of uh, texting and calling and driving weird places and it's 99% of the time you're not having sex with a woman, even if you're like... I, I, a dude who's constantly having sex with women, it's still mostly just the other shit. And so uh, it, that, that to me sounds so tedious and just dumb that it allows me to not be that way. But um, I feel like the vegan bow hunter is like that guy. That, that inspired me for that guy, where it's the guys like, like Will Ferrell in that movie, where he's like, oh, like what kind of panties is that waitress wearing at the Olive Garden? You know, is it, do- is it, is it like silky? Is it... And he doesn't even realize that he's causing his wife pain with that because women don't really want you to give up who you are for them. They don't. Uh, They want you to grow with them. But they don't want you to be a a, a cuck. They don't. You can make sacrifices uh, and make jokes out of it where it's like you get rid of like your fast car to get a a, a minivan because it's better. Women are cool with that. That's not what I mean. But like, let's say you are a hunter. And your girl's like, I want you to stop hunting. Don't stop hunting. That's who you are. If it's fucking other women or doing drugs, yeah. But, like, they don't want you to really change. Sometimes women almost want, want to just nag and just to know that you won't change. Because when you have young children and when they're pregnant and their feet hurt or, you know, they're going through emotional ups and downs because of uh, hormones and stuff, they need a rock. They need someone that isn't going to change based on what they say. You know, Amy is a chill girl, a logical girl, an intelligent girl, a grounded girl, a, 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 someone that's very stable. But it's any pregnancy or period cycle or whatever has insanity in it where they'll say shit and they don't want you to agree with them. They don't want you to fight with them. Like, don't yell, but stay your ground and just calmly get through it because, uh, you know, there's something really tragic about Vegan Bow Hunter. All right, let me read what uh, some of you guys wrote, because Vegan Bow Hunter, you guys went off on it. 
Because the ones who got it, got it. All right. She lets him hunt. Oh, you guys said some more stuff. Someone said something great. A necklace of dried seeds. That's hilarious. Like instead of uh, teeth, it's like dried seeds. Uh, protesters that shame me for not shooting animals. I originally had a joke in there where I said I, I would eat the veggies, but I don't want my dick and balls to fall off. I cut that out because I wanted it to be set in reality. I want this guy to potentially exist in a world that exists. And although that's really funny, uh, I don't know who would protest. It would be like other actual big game hunters would protest him, but they're not the type to protest. It has to work in the, uh, in the math equation. And that's how you make it really, really funny. Uh, but I was tempted to do jokes too like that, where I'm like, I would eat this nine-point Brock, but I don't want my dick and balls to fall off. That guy wouldn't really think that. Uh, like, we even shot that. I was going to do that. Hunt big game soy is insanely funny, whoever said that. Uh, hunting humans, I, I want to do that. I wanted to start being, I, I started hunting uh, soy boys. Like, I started killing vegans. And, uh, or I, accident, I keep accidentally hitting vegans. And I'm like, oh man, collateral damage, you know, but it's a good kill. And then I like take a little pride in it. I don't know. It could get to, it could, it, I'm not going to do that episode too, but it could get that dark. I'm very comfortable with that because uh, my wife's brother, who's fucking awesome, goes to Seattle U, looks so pretty and he drives like a Vespa and shit. He'd be perfect to like have a, a Vespa over and like he's real stylish and he's like tall and thin. He, he looks like the perfect vegan to kill. He's not vegan though, don't get, don't get me wrong. Uh, a trip to hunt soy, that's a funny one. You go on a trip to hunt big soy. You know, cause that's a big thing of hunters is like, yeah, we went to Iowa to get this certain type of deer, or like Quebec to get, uh, to get uh, elk, you know. Like where do you go to hunt the best soy? And, and I keep going to San Francisco and I'm hunting people. Uh, also, when the wife goes vegan, you do too. Next episode, so the wife watched the last episode, so now I don't eat meat. No, see, I think he's masculine enough. I think he's in a place that a lot of men can relate to. Not cuck. He's not going to be like, oh, I'm vegan too. But he's like, I love her. I'm going to do this thing for my woman. And that's a funny spot to be. Because if he goes full, full whatever his woman wants, he, you don't root for him. He's no longer a hero. He's a fucking loser. You want to have uh, the, the, the hero that's a half beat off. Little bit more tragedy in, in the hero soup, and that's what makes it funny. If you don't care about being PC, do respectful rapist. That's funny. Well, that's socialism. Socialism, democratic socialism, liter in the literal sense, means consensual rape. The respectful rapist, where it's like he wears cologne, you know, he's, he always he always gives roses. That could get dark, but funny. And you know, respectful rapists all all work out together, and they're like so. How much are you holding down these days? It's like, I can hold down a buck 40. Someone's a buck 40, I can hold them down. I find that funny because I'm not a rapist, but people that haven't really dealt with some of their tendencies can be very offended. So sometimes women that are recently raped or haven't dealt with it have a valid right to be offended at, at those type of jokes. But that being said, I never mock rape victims, ever. I just like irony. You will never, if you break down what I'm mocking in any joke I ever do, it'll never be me bashing a victim. You just sometimes, uh, it's tough to see that. And ironically, like something like respectful rapist, 
90% of rape victims would find that a huge relief and gleefully hilarious. And the 10%, you know, my heart goes out to, to people that have been raped because uh, I, you know, that just must, to have actual triggers in life must be really difficult. I can't change my behavior based on that. It's kind of like the fact that there are vets that have horrifying PTSD does not mean we cancel the fireworks on 4th of July, but that's a category of people that I have a tremendous amount of empathy for. Uh, not empathy, compassion. Empathy is a little fucked up. All right. But I like where your head's at. Have a guest called Bo Jogan. That's funny. Well, someone would have to look like him, but I'd have to get more. Go for big game. Watermelon, squash, pumpkins. That's funny. Like I'm hunting the biggest pumpkin. And maybe I get in trouble with a bunch of uh, Amish. The Illuminamish. Go hunting for chicken eggs or duck eggs or Antifa. That's funny. Uh, eggs. You know where I think about hunting eggs. That's a good one. Or I hunt bees. Oh, it's uh, Taylor Britton. I haven't seen you in a while, buddy. Good to see you, man. Get, uh, Owen, uh, get permission to hunt at someone's local farm, but then they ask you to stop because they wanted you to help with the local deer population, not, quote-unquote, help harvest their corn with a bow. That is hilarious, buddy. That's why we're buddies. Uh, let me copy and paste that. Yeah, where they, they hire a hunter to like help with the deer population, and I just keep shooting their crop. And they're like, I mean, you've just shot six ears of corn. And I'm like, buddy, I need this. And that's the thing. My character is not delusional. He's like, I know this is ridiculous. This is fucking insane. But I need this. I knew a dude that used to be like really into extreme shit. Like extreme adrenaline shit. And he couldn't get it anymore. So he would do shit like he'd put a fucking spider on his chest and stare at it just to feel fear. Like that shit where it's like, listen, man, I just need to feel like I'm hunting, even though I'm not hunting. I know it's crazy. I just need this. Um, it's like strip clubs. Strip clubs are like that for dudes. I think strip clubs are retarded. Some dudes love that shit. I think that it's just so stupid. It's like, it's almost like someone just wants to play make-believe uh, that they're like around sex but strip clubs are like the least sexual place on the planet you know i used to do that bit about how um i went to a strip club a couple times and all i wanted to do is uh put a blanket around him give him some soup and uh give him some life advice you know how every huntsman who his dad loves to take his son hunting maybe vegan bow hunter always wants to do that but he couldn't bear to put his actual son through that so he uses someone else's kid and he spends the whole time just shit talking his wife <laughs> To this kid, he's supposed to be babysitting. That's hysterical. I'm like, this isn't my boy. My boy's at home. I don't want him to see me like this. But uh, this is Trevor. Trevor's a good kid. And, uh, you know, we can talk some shit. John, I sent a super chat of an idea where VBH joins a support group of husbands. Vegan bowhunter, I like that you abbreviated it. A group of husbands whose wives are vegans and everyone in it does something equally crazy as him. But that would probably work. Better further down the line. Yeah, maybe one's just a serial killer. Maybe one's like, yeah, you know, I used to just be a normal guy. Like I was a teacher until Barbara um, said she didn't want any more cruelty in her life. She didn't think about me. It's been hell. I, I can't hurt. I can't, I can't harvest my own food. So I've been killing whores. You know, because that's, that, that's reality. Not, not, not serial killing, but 
Whatever you suppress comes back with a vengeance. That's why you got to literally work through shit and be honest with yourself about your problems. Because if not, it'll come back in a fiery, fucked up way, man. And I, I see that with a lot of this LGBT shit. It's like when, when offered kindness and acceptance, some of these people, they, they're coming back as bullies now. They're like, yeah, we suck dick. And that means you should too or you should die. Like they just reverse, they, they roll reversed abuse. It's interesting. There should be a deer that starts following you around and you want to kill it so bad, but you can't. It's existence taunts you into having an emotional breakdown. Hilarious. Because that, I could shoot that easily. I have plenty of deer around here. And I was talking to my neighbor the other day. He used to train horses. And he'd, he'd go like this to get the horses out of his herd. And then they'd be bummed out. Because deer and horses are similar that they're uh, pack animals. They're like they're communal pack shit. So when they feel excluded from the pack, they're like spiraling. They're like, what do I do? Do I, do I wear stupid pants? And then they'll come back, do that again. Like, we don't want you. And then finally accept them. And that way, they're, they're loyal to, the, to your, and you're now alpha. Maybe, uh, maybe he does that with deer. Maybe he just becomes buddies with deer, but he secretly wants to kill them all. Hunting apples on the tree. I don't know, man. It's hard to think of any good ideas with Kent Toms, the respectful rapist, bouncing around my head. Oh, is that a real thing, or did he reference the dude above it? Respectful rapist. We're shooting it if enough of you guys think that there's some real heat there. Has someone already done respectful rapist? Oh, Ken Tom, he just commented. Maybe we should shoot Respectful Rapist. Where it's like, listen, I did a bit that my mom told me not to do on stage, and she's an open-minded rock star legend. My mom is the female version of, of Jordan Peterson, I've realized. There's a, there's a video on Owen Benjamin Clips' channel that's gotten a lot of, it's got more views than a lot of my videos. Uh, it just says Owen Benjamin and uh, Jordan Peterson and his mother or something, where I was comparing the two a while ago. But, uh, yeah, I did that. I wrote this joke a while ago. My mom told me not to do it on stage, and I think she was right. I think I would have been kicked out of Hollywood a little early, and I would never have met Amy. But I was like, yeah, I'm dating this girl, and she's like 90 pounds. And she took this class, the self-defense class, and she's been really arrogant about it. And this girl's this little rich white girl, and she's like, you know, I can defend myself now. I learned some moves at this class. And I'm like, like what? And she's like, if a rapist comes up, I go, yeah, and nah. and then I'm like, dah, dah. and it's all, and then I, I'm good. And I'm like, no, if a rapist attacks you, like just start screaming and running. Don't fight a grown man. And she's like, no, I could definitely take a rapist. I, I, I would never get raped now with my skills. And I'm like, baby, I care about you. And I want you to know that this isn't true. So I did the only thing I could do. I raped her. She tried to fight me, but the moves were stupid. It was a waste of money. You know, I think that joke's hilarious. And my mom was like, do not say that on stage. I'm like, why? She's like, because you say, quote unquote, I raped her. I'm like, so? That's funny. It's an irony. I didn't really rape her, ma. This is a joke. She's like, uh, yeah, but don't say that. I'm like, okay. And I trust. That's the thing about trust is when you trust people, you can, I can take the harshest criticism if I know someone has my best interest in mind. Perfect example is Amy, my wife. She'll say shit to me and criticize me in ways that normally I would, I would fucking freak out. But I don't at all with her because I know for a fact that she has my best interest in mind and her own best interest and our family's best interest. 
There is no passive aggression. There is no envy. She wants me to be an absolute fucking show pony for her. Not show pony. Uh, what's it called? The, the animal that brings home shit? Show pony it sounds kind of vain. I was writing a joke about that where it's like, you know, uh, now that I have kids, I don't even know why people have sex for, if they're not making life with their cocks. It's just pointless. It's like preseason football. It's like, no, get me a, at least let me believe that there's a chance I'm, I'm doing something miraculous with this cock of mine. It's like, no, I'm on the pill. Fuck me. It's like, I'm not your damn show pony. You get some other punk. My dick's here for one reason. Making life with one woman. And that's that little half-breed over there named Amy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I really do feel that way, though. That I, I, th- I like, there's nothing like having sex with your wife that you love when you think you may be making children. It's fucking unbelievable. There's nothing like it. Like, I just don't even know. I don't know. It's just such a game changer. Where you're like, I could make life right now. I mean, talk about divinity. Talk about feeling, feeling close to something amazing. Oh, workhorse. That's what I meant. Workhorse. I'm a half-breed by early 20th century standards. The whites used to be a lot more divided. The Irish were seen as worse than black in America, by the way. And the Jews were not exactly looked at. And I'm more than half Nordic Scandinavian, like the type that Darwin wanted to only exist. (laughs) And then I'm also a good chunk of people that they were actively trying to kill and um, and neuter. So at one point I was considered a half-breed. How hilarious is that? But now I'm just this blue-eyed, six foot seven and a half, probably because of posture. Legend. Camouflage is important when you start to hide your identity. Camo tranny, camo conservative, that's funny. The hunter eating his salad dinner with his wife outside, but each time he looks up to her, a squirrel or any animal keeps popping up behind her, just taunting him. Like he really wants to kill it, but doesn't want his wife to know about it. That, that's funny, Sal Gamer. There's no way we can shoot that. I, I, I can't like hire someone with a trained squirrel. But here's something funny. What if I'm eating with my wife and there's a deer like far away and I'm like, baby, watch out, a deer. It's 300 yards away. And I just get a gun. And she's like, no, that is not threatening me right now. He's just eating. I'm like, really? I was about to, I was about to save your life. Encounter a deer, make the audience think you're going to relapse by shooting it. Struggle and sweat, release the bow. Your kill is revealed to be a carrot with an arrow through it. And the madness continues. Oh, that's good. It's like edging. I heard this term. It makes me laugh. It's called edging. It's like when people like uh, have sex or whack off or whatever, and they won't let themselves finish. They call it edging. I find that, like, you have to whack off way too much to, uh, to even get to the point where you're thinking of things like that. But I think he should edge hunt. Like, he's edging. He's, like, so close to killing a deer, but... In the last minute, he loves his girl. Because this dude never breaks, by the way. You don't want your hero to cheat. You don't want your hero to, uh, to, to secretly do shit. I think it's way, way more likable if he started killing humans than deer. Because in his mind, he's like, no deer. And then it starts coming out in these weird fucking ways. Uh, edging should be called the danger zone. That's wicked funny apocalypse, UVN. All right, I'll read two more of these and some more Super Chats, and then we'll do leftist 
fitness, and then I'm going to get out of here and hang with the, with the peeps. This is a fucking blast, man. I love this afternoon time slot. It's always going to be less people, but, uh, oh, and you also do have to hit the bell. Like, seriously hit the notification bell. I know some of you guys hear that, and they're like, eh, I'll find it. I'll, I'll just go. You miss out on the live streams. You really do. Subscribing only works if the person has like 5,000 followers. When you get over, when you get six dig, like me and some of the Jews out there do, talking about media, Ben Shapiro, me and, me and Daily Wire, um, you got to hit that, that bell. Dude, Crowder's over 2 million now. He's, I think he's, he passed Rogan. That's a dude, man. I know I sound like a fanboy with someone I talk to every day and who's younger than me. And in entertainment, I'm debatably much more successful when it comes to Hollywood movies, TV. I look up to that dude a lot. That dude fucking just, just does it. If it wasn't for Rogan or uh, if it wasn't for Crowder, I wouldn't be doing a lot of this shit. I didn't. I didn't have a role model for the new, uh, like the the YouTube world, you know. That I looked up to. I mean, I'd see these fucking morons, you know, people with millions of followers, and they'd be like, hey, my name's Greg, and I'm gay. <laughs> Today, we're going to just walk around being gay. And I'm like, I would, I would rather Bourdain myself in a Paris bathroom than be that guy. But seeing uh, Crowder actually turn his home studio into legitimately funnier than any late night comedy show, very inspiring to me. All right. He's really good at writing jokes, too. I think I, I helped him a bit. I think I inspired him a bit when it comes to writing jokes. In the, in the, in the year I've worked with him, uh, he's gotten exponentially better at writing jokes, and he's always been funny. And the only reason I'm saying this, it's not, it's not kissing ass at all, and I think you guys know that. I think people should talk about what they appreciate as much as they talk about what, they are shitty, what they're pissed about. So if I give myself 10 minutes to talk about uh, Bernie Sanders, Justin Trudeau, and how socialism ends in starvation and genocide, I'm going to shout out my boys and people that uh, I think are doing great things. UnbearableNewsNetwork.com. Some of those articles make me, are funnier than anything I could write. And these are, are amateur comedy writers, and I have been doing comedy professionally for 18 years. So much love to those guys. Much love to Base Texan doing um, the Clips Channel, Coddington Bear, DeLev, the Bear Jew I haven't heard from in a while, but I'm sure he's fucking, oh, he can't. He can't be here on Saturdays because of the Jew rules. But those are the best Jews, though. The conservative Jews, the religious Jews. Some of the greatest human beings on the planet. You've got to watch out for the fucking uh, the Bernie Sanders types, though. Real sneaky. Uh, killing rabbits. I'll read three more of these. And Oh, and always vote up the ones you guys find funny. That way I just go to top comments. And so I know what you guys relate to. Like, uh... Respectful rapists make it shot just because so many, so many people uh, thought that was funny. I find it funny, but, you know, it always helps if you know uh, what's going to make your audience laugh. I like, to, it, it, I like those, uh, those circle graphs. You know, we have the three circles, the uh, Venn diagrams, I think they're called, and you try and get that middle. I will never do something I don't find funny, but I, I, I'm always looking for that crossover, like uh, what you guys find funny as well. And I will read PayPal's, Pinder. Or, I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, check, check out, uh, are you still doing the, the, the Barities? Steve, hit me with what you want me to uh, plug of yours right now. You're a great fucking guy. Loyal, consistent, smart, funny. Hit me with what you want. Let's all support each other. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Barity's on, um, on YouTube. Steve Pinder, great dude. All right, bear hunting with a super soaker. That's really funny. What about, um, did you, do you guys see that, that dude in uh, South Africa got arrested for trying to defend his own farm with a paintball gun? Ugh, South Africa's a disaster, guys. Hey, whites, get out. Get out. Shit's gonna turn, man. The whites need to get the fuck out of South Africa. They're about to get massacred, dude. When you have high-ranking government officials talking about how white people are albinos who should live in, in the caves, dude, get out. Because they're going to take your shit, and then they're going to starve to death, and then they're going to ask America for money. It's coming fast. White South Africans, get out. But, uh, yeah, what about a, a paintball gun? Where you think he's hunting something big, and then it's just a fucking paintball. They won't let them leave. Really? I don't know. There's a way to get out. They just have to get the fuck out. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's never... Like, listen, I worry about socialism in America and stuff. We are so far from anything really going down in America right now compared to South Africa. South Africa is right on the verge of genocide. It's right there. You can taste it. And dying as a martyr, when you know the media will not cover it, it's like the Armenian genocide. No one knew about that until me and fucking Harry Bear started talking about it. I mean, obviously, millions of people know about it. But when the media doesn't cover something, you'll die in vain. Don't just get the fuck out. That government is going to take your land and they're going to kill you. And you can't have a community when you have, like, walls and barbed wire and, and everywhere. You can't even go hiking in Africa without getting raped or killed. As the most... There's... There's a murder in South Africa every 20 minutes. It's like 56 a day. And those are just reported. It's lawless, man. It's the highest rate of AIDS in all of Africa. Used to be the most civilized. It's fucked. Unless you go full-on civil war and start shooting motherfuckers down there, which you absolutely deserve to be doing right now, uh, go. Because they, they hate you, man. They hate you guys. That government, that, that government fucking hates white people. Hates. South Africans were offered visas to Australia, but South African government and our SJW stopped them from coming. Right. They'll take millions from fucking Somalia, of course. But God forbid a group of people is about to be eradicated from the planet. Uh, no, they have great border security then, huh? Where, where, where are you at, Angela Merkel? Why don't you take out people that fucking are about to die? I don't get this white guilt shit, man. Either they have a ton of secrets that they're not telling me because the guilt comes from that shit. Where it's like, are, they're either secretly just horror shows or they are profiting off some shit that I don't even want to know about and that's why they have this white guilt. Or they haven't thought it through. All right, just some quick ideas. Sometimes the bow hunter has a cheat day where he hunts small game, but then he has to... No, he doesn't. He never, he never breaks. And that tension is what makes it so fucking funny. Vegan poachers, that's funny. But what motivates those guys? See, it took me a while to understand the motivation of vegan bow hunter. I came up with vegan bow hunter, and I couldn't figure out how he could exist until it was his wife guilt tripping him. Uh, so I don't know what the poachers are doing. I don't know. But that's funny. Spearfishing for floating fruits, that's hilarious. I'm going uh, spear 
fishing, I think, soon with this dude. It's so funny when you get older and you're trying to make friends as a male. It's usually through your wife. Uh, like this dude was a Navy SEAL. He like knows me from Crowder and shit. My wife's friends with his wife. They're conservative, which is a, I mean, you gotta have that at this point or at least libertarian or classical. I, we can't hang with progressive families. Everything I say, say offends them. Like me and Amy have tried to have these like dinner hangouts with like other cool hip parents. And I'll be like, you know, they'll start talking about like a, a, an, like a anti-gun protest. And I'm like, Oh, so you want your wife to get raped. And it's just like, I'm like, all right, I, I, I need different friends. Hey, what's going on with the camera? Did it just, oh, all right, cool. South Africa is a microcosm of what the left wants globally. Right, but it's way, way worse in South Africa because the left in South Africa have an, has an average IQ of 70, which is, it's considered mentally retarded legally. They weren't allowed to, like, someone that stupid wouldn't have been allowed to vote for a good chunk of American history. Just know that. And I'm not making any claims. Could be, like, what they eat or trauma. I don't fucking know. I'm not a scientist. Average IQ in sub-Saharan Africa, 70. If you have an average IQ of 100, 110 amongst leftists, they're going to try and Ponzi scheme your gold. Uh, they're going to try and uh, white-collar your ass. But it's, it's way less, like, machete and gang rape shit. 70, dude. 70. Sub-Saharan Africa uh, average IQ is 7-0. Bear in mind, the Marines in the Army um, during wars, I think it was Korea, they realized that they couldn't enlist anyone with an IQ under 78 because they literally couldn't find anything for them to do in the Army. They couldn't, even, they couldn't be secretaries. They couldn't move bags. They couldn't drive a car. You know, it's, it's Muhammad Ali had an IQ of 78. That's one reason why I, I root for that guy. I thought Muhammad Ali was sweet, but he was retarded. I mean, he was, he would go to KKK meetings and have like, he like agreed with them on race shit. He wanted segregation and the guy was like legitimately retarded because racism is retarded. You have to judge people on merit, uh, character, family, purpose, all sides, like the anti-white people, retarded. The anti-black people, retarded. You cannot base that shit. You can base it on dumb people. But you start going on average IQ, you exclude fucking Thomas Sowell. And by the way, blacks in America have a much higher IQ average than blacks in, in, in sub-Saharan Africa. But it's 70, dude. And that's average. Half is less. And those dudes are now in control of the government and they're about to take control of farms. Here's the prediction. And this is... This is, this is a horrifying prediction. The odds are 100%. Within three years, there'll be an insane famine in South Africa. They're going to take the land from the farmers. They won't know how to farm. Everyone starves. That's how socialism works. But socialism, when your average IQ is 70, is insane. That's one thing that happened in uh, Cambodia, because East Asians, a lot of them have average IQ of one, 110. Uh, they're some of the smartest people on the planet. On average, but not uh, not some of those Cambodians, man. Fuck, Re like legitimately mental retardation, guys. Especially back then, they fucking didn't eat anything. They're like three feet tall. By the way, American IQ is falling for the first time in its existence. Good times, and it's not culturally based either. And pushing that lie only gets people killed. Only gets people killed.
All right. Let's now watch Leftist Fitness Instructor. Oh, shit. Let me read a couple more Super Chats and Leftist Fitness Instructor. And, dude, uh, what I'm saying isn't racist. I- I've had some of the best conversations I've ever had on this topic with African-American people that are fucking really smart and realize it's, it's okay. Here's a perfect metaphor. People in Norway on average are taller than people in Germany. Uh, a lot of Germans will still be taller than a lot of Norwegians. That's how bell curves work. Racism is saying one race is better than another race. That isn't true at all. But you can look at averages. And when you have averages in the millions, shit starts getting wacky. Racists would be like, I can't be friends with a black person. Really? You're giving up Thomas Sowell? You sure? Thomas Sowell is so much smarter than me that I wouldn't even know how to be his assistant. So you exclude all that shit. It's kind of like a, like a white engineer. Like my wife is... Uh, half Hispanic and unbelievably good at engineering. Smart as fuck. A lot of engineers are East Asian because they have the highest IQ for spatial reasoning, right? She could still, she got offered a job at Boeing. What are they? This is racism. You can't work here because you're white and Hispanic. No. What isn't racism is when you see trends, like uh, a lot of Jews in media and in shit like that, it's because they have the highest verbal IQ by far. 117 average. Average white's 100. And they have the strongest um, uh, average intelligence in, in verbal. So uh, anything that has to do with words, they're going to just fucking crush. Uh, law, uh, writing, media, manipulation, if you're one of the bad Jews. I find this shit interesting. I'm not a scientist, but this is, this is, that's undisputable scientific fact about bell curve IQ shit. And it is not racist. That's like, it's, it's just, and I think a lot of these people are either too dumb to not understand how a bell curve works, or they're intentionally trying to call things racist so they don't have to debate anything. Imagine, okay, uh, blacks are on average faster than white people, but there's still some really, really fast whites in the NFL. Imagine if we were told as whites that we're the same foot speed. We would start resenting professional sports. We'd go... Why is there no whites? Why is there way less whites in the NBA? And someone, imagine if then people said it's because of systemic racism and you just want to play in the NBA. Think of the resentment that that would create. There's a factual reality that on average and in the, 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 the elite uh, physical genius spectrum, black over white. And, and the more elite you get, you know, D3, D2, see a lot of whites, D1, slightly less whites. I play D3 sports. Uh, elite, you'll still see whites, but you're always going to see more blacks. 12% of the American population, what percentage of professional sports are black? Okay, is that because of systemic racism against whites? Of course not. Whites have more access to uh, training facilities, uh, free time, coaching, all that shit. Doesn't matter. We're not as fucking fast on average or in the, uh, in the elite thing. My, my wife's dad, stepdad, who's white, is, can run a four-minute mile faster than 99.99% of black people. That's where racism is wrong. You can't judge a person based on their race. You know, some of the fastest people on the planet are white. Some of the smartest people on the planet are black. Uh, and 
If anyone wants to say I'm some Nazi white supremacist, whites are bronze, dude. We're third place. I'm not saying whites are the smartest. We're less than a billion Asians and all the Jews. Does that sound like Nazis? Last time I checked, the Nazis weren't really trying to jack up the whole fucking Jew rep. Uh, and I don't know the cause. Maybe it is like a high, uh, the, a bad diet trauma. Maybe the way if you beat kids when you're young. I've, I've looked into this for so many hours because I hate this. I can't have a worldview where I, well, I can obviously, but um, it's very painful. I would rather be like how I am with sports where I can be like, oh, I'm white, so I don't, I don't jump as high. I'd love to be that way with, with, with uh, cognitive reasoning, you know, but it's just not true. It puts more pressure, I think, on the whites. If we're not like billionaires by fucking 30, we're like failures. Anyway. And for those of you thinking like, oh, I can't believe you said that. South Africa is about to experience a genocide and then a starvation because no one's saying some of these things. They don't know how to farm, man. We'll see. Same thing happened in Venezuela. A lot of my friends were vocally saying that people would die. And now there was 40,000 murders last year in Venezuela. Uh, the average citizen lost 21 pounds. It's called the socialism diet. There is no compassion in lying for social approval. None. And these are tough truths, man. Tough truths. Where am I? I get so fired up in the afternoon. In the morning, I'm just like, hey, bears, who wants to hear a song? In the afternoon, I'm like, and the whites. And the only reason I'm even thinking about it is because it's a national and constant social conversation. I rarely thought about race my whole life, guys. It just isn't that interesting. I had great parents. We had a lot of exchange students stay with us from all over the world. Not just, I'm not motivated by it. Doesn't men and women are fucking very different. Don't get me wrong. But like, it's just, it's tedious. It's just constantly honest about race and privilege and pri the whole concept of white privilege is to avoid the obvious reality that you're going to have an overrepresentation of Jews, East Asians and white people in a lot of highly cognitive fields. That's a fact. You're going to have an overrepresentation of sprinters that are black. Are we saying that there's fucking systemic racism against uh, whites for the Olympics? No, because that's insane. And it doesn't mean that some of the whites aren't the fastest people in the world. My, step, my wife's stepfather can run a fucking four-minute mile. Got to go to college for free on that shit. Um, I'm faster than probably 90% of blacks. Long-ass legs. Read the sports gene by Epstein. And then apply that to the brain. Why, why would evolution not hit the brain? And dude, I hate saying this shit. I don't want to be labeled these fucking terrible names. But you have, your brain takes a quarter of your calories. Your entire caloric intake, 25% goes to right here. If evolution affects the length of your fingers, the size of your nostrils, your height, whether or not you get Tay-Sachs disease, sickle cell anemia because of malaria, everything else but not your brain based on resource acquisition... You're out of your fucking mind if you think that. The smartest Jew got all the pussy. The fucking rabbi who read the book the best got all the pussy. That's why they just kept getting smarter. And you either have to do not deny that shit, the, 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 evolution, the sexual evolution of human beings, 
or not. You can't have both. You can't be in a party uh, where you accuse people of science denier because you won't sell your beach house to a Syrian. The whole science denier shit, man, you can't. So people aren't applying and it's going to kill millions of people. Millions will die because of this. Not in America, though, I don't think. Hopefully, knock on wood, we keep rocking and rolling. South America, South Africa is going to experience the death of millions in the next five years. Mark my words. And it's, it's fucking preventable, dude. It's preventable. It's got to be on merit. Nothing good comes from judging someone on their race or their sexuality unless they're a pedophile. Then they should be put in a, in a ditch with a bullet in their head. All right. What do we got here? And by the way, I never would, would have even talked about my IQ if my mom didn't say it publicly a few times. 147, by the way. I kept that a secret until I was in my fucking mid-30s. Um, which I shouldn't, by the way. A lot of you guys probably are fucking way smarter, but I'm, you know, I'm crazy smart. <laughs> I'm just spiraling right now because I can't find my place in the Super Chats. I'm from Arkansas, Arkansas, and that's made two miles from my house in the purest water there is. That's why I was wondering. Oh, sweet, just Bobo. Awesome. I get hammered based on this plastic shit. So that's the only reason I thought that. It's fucking great water, man. I support. BF, you buy cups and kitchen stuff. Please read my email. I've got something for you guys. I will, Gypsy Muse. Turned up dead. Vote for Ed. O'Toole for town coroner. Hilarious. Paid for by Why Did They Die Committee. That'd be funny if Hillary Clinton ran for coroner and she just kept saying that everyone they murder was like a suicide. It's a funny, someone please write that down. Verify me as Traveler Bear. Welcome Traveler Bear. Go to unbearableapp.com and register. Sketch, Hulu show pitch. They only want gay shows or try to insert gay character into a show. That's great. Where it's like, um, we're pitching shows. Sometimes I want to stay away from inside baseball where it's too much about the entertainment industry, but I think that, that represents a problem in our society so much that I would love to do that. Where it's like, all right, so it's this couple, and they're trying to get along, and they had to move in with their in-laws, and, and uh, it's a sitcom, 23 minutes, and uh, they got a wacky neighbor, and they're like, sounds great. So who's the tranny, who's the gay, and which one's black and oppressed? And they're like, well, we don't have any of those characters. Like, then it's a hard pass. The Top Gun sketch is tops. Thanks, man. Bill Clinton subtly hinting about his pedo stuff. Hey, you know those barely legal porn movies? I prefer the prequels. Wink, wink. I mean, listen, I, I can't really make... I, I'm all about uh, just making statements that are very easily provable or, or, and for sure true. I think he's a rapist. I think the odds that he's a rapist is 100% pretty much. Most likely a murderer. And uh, a horrible human being. I have no idea if Bill Clinton's actually a pedophile. He could have literally been joking. I don't know. And if I, just, if I say everyone's a pedophile that I think could be, you know, I, I think that there's a good chance, then I lose all credibility when I say shit. So I, I'm not going to spread that one, but uh, dude's definitely a rapist. Sketch. Hysteria builds where even eating plants is cruel. The water only dies. Oh, this is great. He starts hunting hydrants. The water only diet starts. Hydrants. Cut to Owen trying to cook water, starving. That's, that's amazing. What about H2O rights? 
Oh my God, it's called, uh, how about this? Renewable rights, man. Just because a resource is renewable doesn't mean it isn't doable. I mean, the left is that retarded, by the way. Oh, and I just want to say thanks for what you do. I've been listening on deployment for the last nine months. I stumbled on your channel, going down the YouTube rabbit hole. Terrifying. I'd like to be verified as Laconic Bear. Welcome, Laconic Bear. And to help more people stumble down this rabbit hole, please hit the like button, subscribe, hit the alert button, comment, tweet it out, share it. Let's get more people. Not too many, though. Too many is a buzzkill. I don't like over a thousand, but, you know, we can get more people. Dark Web Comedy. Hey man, suggested bit where leftist pro uh, personal trainer is outside running and gets hit with an arrow accidentally by vegan bow hunter. I mean, nobody. Blue Big Opties, but would love to contribute. You're not a nobody, dude. I fucking hate when people say that shit. I, there's two things I hate the most. I mean, next is socialism and rape. But, uh, is when people have too big of an unearned self-esteem where it's like, just because I'm fat doesn't mean I can't be quarterback. And also people like this where it's like, I'm a nobody. It's like, then that means we're all nobodies. Because I almost start not trusting the person because I'm like, do you think I'm a fucking nobody? Because I'm sitting on a stool in a house with no furniture, not wearing socks or underwear with a fucking trying to get somebody to buzz cut my hair. Uh, but that's really funny, dude. If I shoot myself with the arrow, let's watch leftist bow hunter so everyone knows what the F we're talking about. All right, here's, or no, leftist fitness instructor. Here we go. Hit the mitts, hit the mitts, hit the mitts. Just kidding, that's for my other clients that aren't on the left. Leftist fitness. Have you ever thought to yourself, I want to get in great shape, but I don't want to try hard? Welcome to Leftist Fitness. Step on that scale. If it says you've gained weight, that's not your fault at all. I've trained hundreds of people in my career as a fitness instructor, but I found that many people on the left don't want to try hard or have any results. Well, that's where I come in. You can identify as someone thinner, even if you're fat. This right here is not to motivate. It's a rape whistle. And it's not for me. It's for you. <coughs> rape whistle. Who do we blame? Global warming. The whites. That dude who owned the Clippers. The patriarchy. Say it with me. It's not my fault I'm fat. It's LGBT issues. Wage gap. Harambe. Your dad, who's been dead for 20 years. Leftist fitness is great because it's all about feelings. Man-spreading, mansplaining, ozone layer, menopause, slavery, the patriarchy, LGBTQAI, mansplaining, depression, menopause, AIDS. Welcome to Leftist Fitness. This is called a kettlebell swing. It's great if you're one of those type of people that wants to get in shape in real life. But if you're on the left, you don't need to do that because this motion reminds you of rape. You raped me. Now your life's over. I never met you, but that's okay. You can do that to me. Starbucks. Your genetics. Capitalism. These are all great excuses for why you're still fat. The word rape. The dentist who shot a lion. Woo! Do you feel the sweat? 
Even if you're not sweating, which I know you're not, you still are because feelings. The patriarchy. The patriarchy. Your boss is named Pat. Gluten. These are patriarchal. Immigration. Sailboats. Duck, duck, hook, hook, jab, jab. Not today, because it's not your fault. You're not really fat. You can identify as a little Asian boy. Bear in mind, this may kill you, but it feels great. Leftist fitness instructor. I honestly think the music kind of made both those sketches so much funnier. Like that music is so funny to me. It's just, uh, it's so corny, but good enough to be believable. I think the, wa the, the music was the funniest part. All right, I'm going to read some of the stuff you guys wrote on, uh, on uh, YouTube because it's insanely funny. And, and maybe that fucker will realize that he's not a nobody. And I'm not saying that in one of these Ellen things. I couldn't stand when Ellen wants... There's this 11-year-old little black girl who had the voice of an angel. She literally sang so good, it was insane. It was like she was singing and I was feeling. And, uh, oh, perfect example. I think black people have a higher music IQ. I just don't know how the fuck you could test that. And as a professional musician, I would rather have that than fucking spatial reasoning. So there is, there is no higher, it's just... Some of the most talented musicians I've ever known personally to the point where I can't believe they're so good are black and American. Sub-Sahara, though, they, have, they, they die of AIDS before they can pick up a flute. <laughs> but anyway, so this girl sings like an angel, and Ellen goes, now look into the camera and tell all the other girls out there they can, they can do just what you did. And the girl looked almost uncomfortable, where she was almost like, listen, you, you cunt. I fucking practice like 15 hours a day. I used to play piano all day, every day when I was a, when I was a kid. I have, a, I have a natural talent for music, but if I didn't uh, work as hard as I did, I would have no muscle memory. I would, I would not be able to play anything, right? Same with most uh, athletes. Um, any, just anybody that works hard at anything, it, it requires time. And, and Alan basically just undercut the, 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 the individual on that. And that's when I really saw the leftist colors of Ellen, because I used to find her extremely funny. I think pound for pound, uh, she's one of the funniest stand-ups ever. Her early shit, when she would just talk about like tripping and falling and trying to like, like walk it off or jog it off and shit, like she was so talented. She still is, but the whole point of what Ellen did was to say, everyone's the same. We're only broken up by Power dynamics, which is evil shit, man. No, other people can't sing like that little black girl. I can't. I can, I can carry a tune because I have a musical ear. I do not have a great voice. For all of you that have complimented my voice over this year, I, I deeply appreciate it, but I don't. I have a voice comparable more to like, uh, I don't fucking know, but it's, it's decent. It's good enough for comedy. It does the job. You'll feel it when I sing. Not a good voice. It'll never be a good voice. I don't have the right um, uh, chords. You know, like Pavarotti had a voice that I will never have. And I know because I, I would sing opera as a kid. And it was like after my balls dropped and I uh, started getting hair on my, um, on my chest and, and dick and balls. 
on the, on the tip of my dick, got real hairy. JK. Uh, my voice just was never as good. I used to be, I was in the, uh, the opera Carmen by Bizet when I was a kid. I was, uh, I had a great voice before my balls dropped. And uh, people are different, man. That girl was special. So, what in the fuck am I talking about? Ellen? Guys, what the hell was I talking about? What was the point I was trying to make? I'm in the normal chat. What the fuck was I talking about? Everyone can't be Beyonce? Uh, I don't know. I was trying to make a point. There's uh, the boys, choir, and Segway, super chats. You were talking about nobodies. I don't know. I got nothing. Talking about Ellen. Yeah, but before Ellen, why the fuck was I talking about Ellen? Oh, dude said he's a nobody, right? That's, bu that's bullshit. That's almost like lefty talk. Cause I, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I got it. So uh, like the way Ellen is, I'm not. I'm not gonna be like, hey, you out there, you're just as funny as me. Cause there's a really good chance you're not. But there's a lot of you that are. And a lot of you will bring something to the table that I would never have thought of. And it has nothing to do with your job, um, your age, uh, your life, maybe your life experience, but none of that shit matters. If you can make us laugh, you're funny as fuck. And I'm the first person. This is the beauty of not being a racist or a, an actual bigot or any of these things. I look for talent, man. And like when I see it, I'm like, run with it. And if you're um, run by uh, putting people in demographics, which is what the left does, and the Richard Spencer right, which isn't really the right, that's still the left. I fucking hate that people don't realize that that's just racial socialism. Genghis Khan was like that too, like how I am. Where it's like, another army's top general that would almost kill him and do a really good job and almost kill him, he'd be like, you want to join? You're fucking great at killing people. And they'd be like, uh, are you serious? I was just trying to kill you. Aren't you mad? And he's like, mad? Dude, you're, you're great. I want greatness. And there's other people that get intimidated by that where they don't want, you know, if someone else is funny, they're like, oh, I'm not going to be seen as funny now. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking humbled by you fuckers by how funny you guys can be. So don't ever think that you're a nobody. Look at fucking Coddington Bear. He's Florida trash. And he's made stuff that have made, like his cover of, uh, of uh, uh, How They Rule Ya made a bunch of British people just tear up. He invented the bear cave, guys. Just out of nowhere. And he's, he's a Florida piece of shit. Just a total garbage, just a fucking white trash just kidding. I love Coddington. I just like making fun of him for something. Imagine if instead of like, okay, this is why I don't mind talking about race shit. You know how many times I've been called white trash? Imagine saying black trash. Just imagine. And the funny thing is, is whites don't do it because whites culturally aren't racist. We, we can't stand racism. It's like seen as really gay and lame. Like white in white culture, if you're racist, you're seen as weak. Uh, that's why we don't say black trash. Imagine if you're walking through like inner city uh, Baltimore and you're like, look at all this black trash. Do people do that about white people in trailer parks all the time? Where they're like, oh, look at all this white trash. White trash? Dude, imagine going into St. Louis and being like, so much black trash here. 
That's just a little eye-opener into the world that we face, and it's about the envy of whites. Envy. Because whites aren't special, guys. Here's the thing. Racists and the left share one quality. They both think there's something special about the whites. They just differ on the policy. The left wants to kill them off and, uh, and break them, and the racists want to kill off everyone except for the whites. I've never actually heard that articulated, but end game, that's probably what they want. The whites aren't that special. We're special as individuals, but you can't view your race as special or you're fucking gay. All right, such great whites. Culturally, America, white culture that I'm part of, I have pride in. I don't have pride in my skin color. I have pride in my European heritage as well as the culture I'm part of. You know, like uh, s'mores and church and bike rides and shit, staying with your kid when you get your wife pregnant, all great things. But that's not about being white. There's black communities that are just like that. All right, here's some. My top 10 favorite leftist exercises. Fire alarm pulls, dodging questions, finger pointing, squatting on other people's property, blame tossing, repetitive spastic Trump convulsions, crying off water weight, hilarious, agenda pushing, holding up false narratives, uh, sprinting from reality. See what I mean? I could, not, I could not have done what that is. And that's a fucking YouTube comment. That's why I don't get why some of these YouTube people are like, like Sam Harris is like, don't look in your YouTube comments. It's, it's a swamp. It's a disaster. Are you fucking kidding me? One in 20 is a disaster. Like, I'll just see some piece of shit trying to come at me and be all toxic. I love the YouTube comments. I, I, I laugh out loud at some of this shit. Terry L says, does leftist fitness include mental gymnastics? Hilarious. Haven, this is amazing. I feel 1776 pounds lighter after watching this. Hilarious. This is a rape whistle. It's not for me. It's for you. Huh? Oh, well, some of these are just like throwing, throwing props. Uh, someone said, oh, thank God. For a second there, I thought I might be responsible for my own problems. Phew. Comedy is not aristocracy. Comedy is not erudite. Comedy is not a class issue. And I think that's one reason why I'm experiencing a decent amount of success right now is because I've always known that. Comedy is revealing the truth and the humor in what we all live. It's not like what they did to opera. They took opera from the villas. You know, villager comes from a villain. They've always had names for deplorables, if you know what I mean. Villain comes from a via, villagers in, in Italy. But opera used to be sang by, by working class people. Um, just, just singing. It was just Italian culture. And then they put all this shit around it and made tickets 200 bucks and made it so no one understood the language and, uh, and made it gay. And they're trying to do that now with comedy. Like now comedy is only for the elites. They took this fucking beautiful art form where you're all just as funny as me. I just am better at packaging it and quarter, quarterbacking. Uh, and they're making it an aristocracy. They're having the, the Amy Schumers and this Australian lesbian psychotic human being just go on stage and they're just trying to appeal to the richest, most white guilted, soy drinking, godless, nihilistic, baby killing fucking losers to just feel relief in their life and no one else. And that to me is not comedy. And you might have taken the word racist. You're not taking the word comedy. So many words have been taken. Racist is a meaningless word at this point. Like if I said I'm against socialism, People would say you're racist because you're taking the food out of the blacks' mouths in the inner city. I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't have two hours to dismantle you 
to, a deg- to like an A-bomb degree as far as uh, argument. And that being said, it's racist to assume blacks need help. Well, there was slavery. Yeah, there was also the Holocaust in, in, in 43, 44, 45. And, you know, the Jews are running Wall Street within five years again. I mean, they were like, six million dead? All right, boys, hit the books. So you're telling me that, you know, 150 years ago, 180 years ago, the blacks can't get past some, a, a fucking a bad workers contract? Come on. The Chinese built the railroads. They kept getting, uh, there were slaves. The Chinese, the Chinaman slaves. As soon as that shit ended, they're like, we buy everything now. Ha, ha, ha. It's racist to assume blacks are, are a subgroup that need help. Some do. Some whites need help. I have, I have white friends that are borderline mentally retarded and definitely need government assistance. I have one buddy that got in an accident has a um, uh, traumatic brain injury. He, he'll need help. But being black is not a fucking uh, crippling experience, guys. At all. There's parts of Africa that are wicked high IQ. It's where they have uh, monsoons. Because you know why you get smart as a, a population? It's because you have to uh, save resources and plan for the future. So in like paradise, it's easy to become stupid because you're like, I eat the pineapple and then I do the fuck. And then I eat the pineapple and then more food. And then I fuck and it's, and it's between 70 and 90 degrees every day. So I just kind of fuck and get sucked and eat. There's parts of Africa where there's monsoons and shit, where there's hard, dry seasons, crazy rain. And there's populations of people with, with jacked up IQs because the dumb ones died. So it's not even about skin, but I'm talking about millions of people. All right, who gives a fuck? The only reason I, I don't want to talk about this, it's just the inability to acknowledge that there will never be a quality of outcome will kill millions of people, many of which I may love. So this is kind of an important topic for me. Uh, when you walk into an engineering firm and you see a bunch of Asian dudes that is not sexist and it's not racist, and that does not require the government to take over all of our means of production and then kill us, that's because ho ho ho, we are a little good at engineering, ho ho, but that's a, I mean, but think about it, think about how many of you guys, this is why it's not racism, because it's not like I'm saying one race is better, I would, I would take a 120, 110, I'd go down to 100, I'd take a 100 IQ if I didn't have to have a quarter inch cock. I could live on a quarter inch cock versus 80. I don't want to be 80. 80 is brutal. 80 means you can't navigate the free market system. 100 is all you need. I think the best IQ is 120. You're like real smart, but you're not like fucking not wearing shoes on broken glass like me sometimes. Like I have major deficiencies because of my brain. But um, a lot of Asians have no cock. Like their dick doesn't go past their pubes. So like when people are talking about IQs, it's like, you don't think some of them would trade some IQ points for some height and some cock? Because then you got these fucking, uh, some of these black dudes with like a 100 IQ and they just got this hammer. They're just like, hey, look at that. And they can just jump so high, women just want to suck them off. So it's like, what's really better? Everyone just keeps assuming that the best thing you want is the highest possible IQ. Have you ever met a Jew? Ben Shapiro is a great fucking dude. Good dude, smart, listen to all his podcasts, funny, I've hung out with him, he's nice. Do you want that brain? Do you want that brain to just be good, Trump bad, you know, fucking birch gold? Like, do you want that much capacity? I don't. 
It's fucking tedious, man. It's like, that's why Jews get so OCD about rules and don't eat shellfish on Saturday and touch your nose when you fucking stack quarters and shit. They can't fucking handle it. It's too much. It's too much, man. It's like a lot of the Nordic people with their crazy tight noses because they're used to negative 80 fucking weather. You know, you get them south of France and they're like... They're just snoring all the time. Imagine how many divorces are caused by people with fucking crazy tight Michael Jackson noses. It's nutty. And the most racist motherfucker ever was Charles Darwin. He's probably the only reason people even think tight noses look good. I'd, I'd way rather have thicker nostrils. It's a no-brainer. Sometimes I do this and my wife makes fun of me because I'm just trying to get more air. Hand to God, I would way rather have a big black dude's nose. If it, like, if it all worked, I mean, I don't want to just look fucking crazy. But I can't stand my nostrils. Um, they're, they're shit. It's like I'm trying to breathe as I'm running. And I'm like... like it, and then you have to like make sure you don't snore. I'm constantly blowing my fucking nose. Listen, when it's negative 40, it's great. Because it warms and it moistens air with more surface area. But... Man, I lived in LA for 10 years. I now live in a, a fairly warm place. I like to long distance run. I want more fucking nostrils. I feel like I got, I got real Jude. I just want to throw that out there. I think it's funny. I'll read a couple more of these and then I'll read some more of this and then uh, I'm good. I've done a long one today. Holy shit. Cultural appropriation can't do yoga or Tai Chi anymore because it's cultural appropriation. That's fucking funny. What about lifting weights you can't do anymore because of uh, mythical giants? Because you have to do one that's believable and then one that's a little wacky. Where it's like, you know, I can't weightlift anymore because uh, it's cultural appropriation of, uh, of the mythical Cyclops. Ah, that might be a little wacky. It's too, too crazy. Gender stereotypes. Lifting weights is toxic masculinity, so pick up a, a tub of ice cream and cry over the notebook instead. Fighting gender stereotypes makes you strong on the inside. That's funny. Do you know the guy who wrote the notebook got divorced? Ha ha ha. Halloween costumes. Traumatized by the little white girl dressed as Pocahontas who came to your door or trick-or-treating. It's okay to turn off the porch light and eat the rest of the mini... That's a different sketch. What if it's, uh... What if it's... What if it's, uh... Being triggered as cardio? Like, if someone asks you where you're from and you think it's because of your ethnicity, that raise in heartbeat caused by undeserved rage, that's cardio. That's funny. Uh, never get invited to do coke because of my master, massive strills. Yeah, it's probably why I never got into cocaine. Um, I don't think I could do coke. I think I would be the guy that just, it looked like I'd have coke all over my nose and I'd just always be like, my snot would just have coke. Like tight noses suck for drugs, for running. For fuck, like nostril flares are actually really, it's a good sign that you're pissed off. A nostril flare. Uh, drugs awaken your mind. I'm a, I'm a coffee booze guy. That's why I'm, I'm cool with legalization of drugs simply because I, I don't want to be a hypocrite. But I'm not a drug guy. I have no interest in fucking tripping balls. I did it a couple times early college or, and in high school. And uh, way too intense. I mean, I was like painting in the sky with a tulip and shit. I was like, I had as good of a time as I think you can have. No interest. None. I don't want to do coke. Don't want to do opioids. Never done meth. Uh, 
weed just weed you know i've had a couple experiences smoking weed where it was fun but weed will put me in a mental place where if something fucked up happens i don't want to be in that mental place you know like if someone sees a ghost or something like that just sounds awful all right let me finish these up so comment about these uh sketches because we're going to do more of them also let me know what other sketches i should do and uh because you guys are my writing, my writing staff, and that's one reason why I owe a lot of my success to you guys. Because sometimes I write shit that isn't funny. Like, I'll find it hysterical, and I'll run it by Amy, and she'll find it not funny. And then I'll be like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, she's a pregnant buzzkill right now. It's definitely not me. And then I'll run it by, like, Nimmer or somebody else, and they don't find it funny. And I'm like, holy fuck, did I just write tragedy? And then I realize no one finds it funny. Testimonial videos, that's funny, but it's all fat people. I might need some fat. If any of you guys are like real fat, I'm not talking 20, 30 over like me right now. That wouldn't be funny enough. If any of you guys are like 400 pounds, I really want you guys uh, to do some testimonials for leftist fitness instructor. It's like, when I first got the leftist fitness instructor, I was 130 pounds, and now I'm 400, but it's not my fault. Uh, shit, I used to be 300. Fuck. No, I, well, 300's okay if you're short. I need fat. I'm not talking thick. It has to be, like, obvious. I'm fat, I think. Well, you gotta know. Like, like, like 4X shirts. Under 6 feet. Like, I'm 265 pounds right now, but I'm fucking tall as shit. And I'm definitely a little fat. You know, it, it, it sits around my bitch hips, but I don't go to a gym anymore because I have uh, too much shit to do. My kettlebell swings is swinging my, my son doing tuta. I'm constantly doing fucking yard work. You know, I just, I don't know. Maybe I, I want to get into swimming again. Now I'm 400 and it's not my fault. It's gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I need, I need really fat people. Or if you're just kind of fat, but you have a picture of you when you were like super chiseled, that could work. It has to be the reverse testimonial where it's like, I gained 50 pounds, but I found out it isn't my fault. Thanks, leftist fitness instructor. All right, Owen, I just want to say thanks for what you do. I've been listening. I, oh, I read that one. All right, sweet. No more super chats or PayPal's. I want to get to all of them. And I got to go to the, uh, the tides to grab beers with bears. But I'm still not drinking beer. I haven't had beer in 11 days. You can tell how much uh, I miss it by the fact I know how many days. All right. But I've been having uh, alcoholic spritzers with no, no sugar in it. Uh, Tales from the deer stand for the vegan bow hunter. That's funny. What if it's a cauliflower stand and it's just a gay pink chair? Vegans flip out at the meat eaters. Do a skit where people on the carnivore diet flip out on someone eating a salad. Yeah, like a reversal. Uh, I might still play you guys the stand-up sketch I did about uh, vegans, even though I'm running out of time. I got to run, George. No, I'm playing, I'm playing it for you guys. I don't give a fuck. I'll play a little bit of it, and then you guys can uh, watch the rest if you want. Uh, media. Because this all came from a stand-up bit a while ago. If I didn't download it, I'm not going to play it. Just, just check out just YouTube uh, Owen Benjamin Vegans. And watch that stand-up bit. A couple of these jokes came from that. Like, uh, the carrot could have been a good dude and all that shit. 
Wait a minute, I'm not even in downloads. Vegan bow hunter. Top Gun support group. All right, fuck it, I gotta, I gotta stay focused. Uh, oh, another thing about having too high of an IQ? Crippling depression. There's a reason I have such an intense stance on suicide, guys. Uh, and I refuse to ever take uh, antidepressants. My dad took Wellbutrin for a while and it, uh, it kind of took the sparkle out of his eyes. But uh, I think sometimes if your brain is too, uh, too wired, too, uh, you can get fucking crazy depressed. Uh, everyone can, but I've seen that a lot in, in, in people with uh, really uh, fast processors in their fucking meat brains. All right, how about using tranquilizers to red pill vegans? I don't understand that one, K-Mac. I gotta think about that. Makes a bear him. Uh, oh, dude, uh, Bohemian Grove, a bear Monian Grove. The bears hunt lefties. Only you are really hunting left-handed people. We think are leftists. Uh, leader miscommunications. That's that's hysterical. I keep shooting lefties. Oh, you hate commies? No, left-handed people. I don't like that they have their own. They need different notebooks. Good. It's a good idea. Romeo and Juliet or some uh, play with Amy, but she plays Romeo and you play Juliet. See Dave Cullen's new video on inclusivity in Ireland. Is it real? Because I don't, I don't like watching actual leftist shit because it gets me to... Uh, I, I just don't want to... It's like I don't watch beheadings. Like I don't want to watch this shit. I don't watch uh, Wolf. Is that bitch's name? I don't watch Michelle Wolf. I've had friends. It's almost like uh, Two Girls, One Cup. Whereas these girls eating shit. Like there's people that are like, watch this. And I'm like, no. I can't watch inclusivity videos. I can't watch people eat shit. I can't watch beheadings. I can't watch any of this fucking, these Vox videos where it's like, hey, we're here to talk about how nothing is real. In Living Color SNL, SNL, just not now. Um, in Living Color, there was a couple years where it was pretty mind blowing. But uh, Chappelle's show first two seasons, some of the best sketch comedy of all time. Nick Swartzen's pretend time. I know I'm a bit biased because I was in seven sketches, but that shit was funny. Use one of them, handle a water balloon slingshot and shoot veggies like clay pigeons. That's fucking great. Maybe I should just get, thanks to your super chats and, and all that stuff, I could buy one of those uh, clay pigeon things because the better production value makes it better. So maybe I could get one of those things at like a a gun store and shoot cauliflower. And I just, I'm too sad to even shoot. I'm like, this is such bullshit. Vegan bow hunter goes to the farmer's market to hunt and kill his first soyum. Yes. Oh, sweet. That's very generous, Cool Beans. Thank you, buddy. Big Bear, hi. Vegan bow hunter mistakenly uh, picks up AV shift at the butcher. I can do B roll at best. Oh, you're a butcher. Bro, email uh, unbearablecomedy at gmail.com. Hit up the lab. Let her know about the, like, what kind of shots you can get. Because fucking, you giving it, yeah, we need a butcher shop. That's hysterical. Maybe you could just be a butcher, but you're doing cauliflower or something. We'll figure that out. What to do with an in, uh, incidental rabbit kill? Uh, that's funny. Someone, someone else said that on, on YouTube, where I try to shoot cauliflower and I accidentally kill a rabbit. And what if I'm like, oh, yeah, yes, yes. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I mean, no. And I'm like, that, 
Uh, hey, Big Bear, I know this is off topic, but I sent you a message on Facebook related to veteran charities you were uh, talking about last podcast. I'm in as long as it's small. It has to be like 10 people running it. I got, I got fucked over on Wounded Warrior. I used to do shows for those guys and donate because and, I'm big with veterans because I think they're a group of people that really need societal support when they come home and just the fact that they do something that I, I'm too much of a pussy to, to do. When I found out that Wounded Warriors was a scam, it, it, it fucking really changed me a bit. But uh, hit me up, unbearablecomedy gmail. Let me know how I can help if it's a small enough charity where uh, the CEO isn't, a, isn't a sociopath soy boy. A spinoff of the Murray test and it's like the results are in and you're a white male and he goes off stage crying. Same with other patriarchy. That's funny. I just, I don't have a stage. I'm just right now pretty zoned in on uh, what, we, what we can afford and what we can get. Looking for a fence to get your exercise. Yep, to get the heart rate up. How about a bit where you're hanging out with Ben Shapiro and it takes forever to get where you're going because he refuses to take a left. That's funny. Where it's almost like Zoolander. It's like, I can't turn left, pup. He's like, I can't go left. Spencer, here's a beer. Don't go crazy like Peterson staying up for 25 days. Dude. Peterson's a lunatic. All right, here's the last super chat. Vegan anti-gun preppers, perhaps. Have your next beer spritzer on me. Thank you, brother. Uh, dude, a prepper, a vegan bow hunting prepper is funny. My brother labeled himself something really funny yesterday. Uh, he said he's an optimistic prepper. Because he's turning 40 acres into like a fucking compound. And he's real self-sufficient. And he's really like preparing for the war. He has tons of ammo and all this shit but he's still optimistic. He's like, everything's going to turn out great. But if it doesn't, here's my hand pump to my, to my well. I've been talking to my brother a lot. That's the beauty of, uh, that's the beauty of uh, technology. As much as I bitch about it, man, it's allowing me uh, a lot of peace living uh, 3,000 miles from my, my best friend, my brother. So that's awesome. All right, let me read some of these PayPals, and then we'll call it a day, yo. And I'll see you at the tides. Let's see where we started from. Pastry Bear. I didn't know there was a sugar bear until today's stream. I thought you meant me. I shouldn't be so narrow-minded to think I'm the only gay fan. There was, oh, uh, was there with Shea at New York City show. Apologies, that's hysterical. No, there's other gay bears. Not like, the, the gays have, see, this is the thing I have, though, with the gay community that needs to really stop. You guys have uh, appropriated bears. Like, there's this small subgroup of gays called bears, and they're just fat and hairy and gay. We're not affiliated with those guys. That being said, there's some really great unbearables that happen to also be gay. I mean, I don't approve, but I think you're probably a great guy. <laughs> just kidding. Kind of. Uh, no, there's a decent amount of gay bears. Because a lot of gays right now are, are they can't stand the, what, the, what the left has made them, um, they've made them into what they did to the blacks in the 60s, a vote plantation. And they've also uh, taken away their humanity and made them just a demographic. That's what made Dave Rubin leave the Young Turks, which is a horror show. They didn't have the Armenian genocide. Not me, Armenian bear. And my boy Vahe Papazian and Kim Kardashian. Um, he was like, I'm gay, married, and Jewish, and those are the least interesting things about me. 
And that's what red pilled the fuck out of that guy. That's why I think we have a decent amount of gay bears out there. Because uh, you guys just want to be human beings. You, you were sold something that you didn't get. You were sold uh, a world where people didn't look at you as the gay guy. They looked at you as just a guy, which is, you deserve that. It's what you deserve. But the left said that, and then now they just took up the reins, and now they still just look at you as the gay guy. It's just now they baby you like a fucking tyrannical mother. Uh, good morning, Care Bear here, requesting a shout out for my husband Chris's 37th birthday today. He's Raging Bear. We currently live in southwest Washington. Having moved here from Alaska, he can build or fix anything. He loves hunting, archery or rifle, fishing, creating things out of wood or metal, landscaping, climbing and cutting trees, working on vehicles, riding his Harley, uh, and teaching his son what it means to be a genuine man in the world. You see what I mean about our wives setting us up for friendships? That's a funny skit, like male-on-male friendship classifieds, where it's like, hey, I'm a man who likes to hunt, fish, I'm from Alaska, I don't like sewing, I'm looking for another male friend. And we like meet up to have fires and stuff. It's fucking great. Happy birthday. Logan, Crippled Bear here. Thanks for being awesome, Big Bear. I think it's a funny skit would be two soy HR people discussing uh, between choosing a trans male to female African-American war veteran. Oh, they don't like war veterans. That's the one thing that I think you got a little wrong on that one. Uh, who has a MAGA hat on versus a white male who wore an Obama Hope shirt? Like every minority check, they have to consider. They keep uh, saying he votes for Trump. So is he really a minority? Dude, they'd absolutely take the white with the Obama shirt. Nothing is about helping people. You could have a trans fucking... Uh, left-handed, rape victim, uh, I just list it, all of it. If, if, if they voted for Trump, they're the patriarchy. That's, dude, we all know this. It's, it's only for votes. And the Democrats need the blacks and women and minorities to stay broken emotionally, stay victim, or else they'd go out of business. You know, Home Depot sells lawnmowers. If the grass stopped growing, Home Depot goes out of business. Always think about um, what the motivation of a, of a group is. The left, their entire spiel is that they are protecting the blacks and the gays and the minorities, and they are there for the underdog and the workers. Workers have gotten a lot of shit, you know, and that happened because of the free market, not because of fucking labor unions. The thing the left does is they always jump on board as things are getting better. Blacks in America exponentially were getting wealthier after World War II in America. And uh, so in the 60s, just to try and like get credit, they jump on board and they're like, yeah, 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 because of us. And then they proceeded to ruin their nuclear family. It's pretty fucking tragic. This is uh, like black families had a higher percentage of marriage and children than whites did in like 55. Isn't that tragic what happened? That shit is not race. That's not race. That, that's culture. That's government. That's fucking bullshit, man. Uh, Larry Elder was talking about, he remembers a time when government employees would go door to door asking if there was a man in the house. And if there was a man in the house, they didn't get paid. Think about that. They broke the black family. Ugh. Anyone who thinks the left is compassionate is out of their fucking minds. Of course there's elements on the right. War hawks, people that try and grind these wars for profit for a small amount of people. And I'm no pacifist. But, uh... You know, 
the, the right, I mean, meritocracy. Cap- capitalism is consent. Socialism is rape. It's that fucking simple. And so when people say, I know what's best for you, I'm going to hold a gun to the earners and take half their money, and then I'm going to give it to people so they need me and they can't grow on their own and will embezzle 90%. That's the left. Fucking happy birthday. That's literally like going up to a woman and saying, I know what's better for you than you, and it's my dick. Rape. That, that, that's not an exaggeration. That's real. That's really the metaphor. So, you know, think, think so, anybody that's like, oh, socialism is great. It's like, oh, you rapist. And by the way, that's not including taxes and cops and firefighters and, and shit like that, by the way. I'm not even putting forth an anarcho-capitalist argument, which is a good argument. I'm talking about means of production. All right, back in business. Some of us were talking on Twitter about how Facebook is full of women selling crap. Secretly, uh, makeup, 31, whatever, et cetera. Why don't men do this? Sketch idea, a man version of one of these pyramid schemes on Facebook, maybe porn or beef jerky. Just call it jerky jerky. That's funny. Hand jobs would be teriyaki, oral would be smoked. It's better if it's not sexual. And it's not because I'm a prude or judgy. It just is. The, the less, like I'll, I'll do like dick jokes and stuff um, in this stream. But when you're doing uh, like contained sketches that you put effort into, the less you swear and the less it's about dicks and stuff, the more accessible it is to more people. Like women aren't going to, maybe 10% will. Women are just less likely to share a video where it's just all about dudes whacking off. But that's a great idea where it's like male social Ponzi schemes. It's funny. Or it's all fake, but men set up parties just to get out of the house and hang out to have beers Go home with swag bags or something. Yeah, like instead of a Tupperware party, it's just a gun party where all the boys bring their best guns and just chat. Papa Bear, haven't seen you in forever, man. Where the fuck have you been? Sorry for swearing. I'm trying to not swear because my kid can now understand. Miss seeing you live, but them, them's the berries. Uh, love the tapes you are doing with Artling Bear. Funny. He does great work. Thanks, man. Dude, I miss you for real. I miss you for real. Dude, George uh, Crocker. Legendary Georgian uh, Presbyterian minister, pastor. I was raised with priests, so I, I don't always know if it's minister or pastor. But uh, real insightful dude. Really has given me great advice over this year. Has given me some monster fucking super chats to really help out. And uh, one of the main reasons I'm definitely going to perform in Atlanta is just to be able to hang with him. I hope you're, I hope you're good, George. I really, I legit, we miss you. Pinder, vegan bow hunter segment. You go to, uh, to your stand and it has killed itself and is on its side because you refuse to hunt meat out of it. So you can be hugging it, saying you're sorry. Wait a minute. So I go to my, oh, so my deer stand killed itself. See, that may be a little too out of reality for me. Uh, but I like the hugging and sorry thing. Like what if it's like, um, you could do the mailman no longer brings you like gun magazines I don't know. We'll think. We'll work on that one. I do have to go. Ashley, sketch idea. Female coroner nominee scandal. She's accused of sexual misconduct with corpses by seductive stroking to find arteries. That's funny. See, that's set. That's sexual and pervy, but it's very pivotal to the to the plot. All right. Leads to corpses' rights. No one can touch corpses without consent. And a cool thing about that one is we could bring in the N word is necrophilia. Not nigger. Where it's like, I hate to be 
be like, this woman is an N-word. It's like, she's white. It's like, she's a necrophiliac. But they have to, only they can say it about themselves. Thanks for the Saturday stream, why clean? Bad ash bear, love it. Keep cleaning. Women, women, clean. Cook. Make life with those uteruses. You're not missing anything in the work world. I mean, if you're really passionate about being something, obviously you should have all the rights men do, but you're not missing shit. Uh, a, lot of your, a lot of your husbands and boyfriends and men in your life, they don't fucking like it. They'll clock in just to get money so that you're safe and happy. You're not missing anything. Make life, keep everything clean, cook food to nourish. Because as, uh, as, as, as one of the Spartan women actually said in real life, by the way, I looked this up. It was in 300, but uh, it was a real quote from a, from a Spartan woman thousands of years ago. He said, uh, Spartan women are not to me trifle with or something. She was like, but we make Spartan men. <sighs> I love that shit. That's why I call my wife uh, the mother of dragons. Because it's like that, that femininity, that, that, that cleaning and cooking and, and nurturing and teaching and the patience and all that. You are making legends. Female legends too. This is not saying like the, just men, but like when you look at a statue and you see a man like with a sword who conquered something, you could just as easily look and say, what a mom, what a wife. You know, somebody made that man a fucking champion. Without Amy and my mom, I'm not doing shit with my life, man, straight up. And I'm not a cuck either. I, I'm not saying like, without women, I'd be lost. Not at all. But like when you have someone love you, my mother loved me, you know, loved, sacrificed for me. My wife loves me, sacrificed for me, works her ass off, loves, loves. From that love, I get fucking armor. I get, I get emotional weaponry. You know, I get purpose. I get fucking everything. And the beauty is, she knows I know, and I know she knows, and that's why we can enjoy and relish in each other. And I highly recommend that. I don't think you should live a life without experiencing that, personally. You don't need to have kids, man. I recommend it. It's the best thing I ever did. You know, I, I posted something on Instagram that said, uh, being a father, I lost my mind, but I found my soul. You know, it's true. It's like, I highly recommend, but I got buddies that are like, you got to get a boat. And I'm like, I don't want a fucking boat. So everybody, you know, I got buddies that say you don't know life until you've been in war, until you've killed a man. I have no interest in that. And so that's why there's people that just have no interest in kids and I don't look down at you. I just think that a vast amount of you guys, uh, and if you're here, there's a good chance that you have the, the right culture and values. You know, like Nimmer. I want Nimmer to have a bunch of kids. And some of you guys would be like, but he's black. Aren't they having enough? He's smart and he's Western. It's about our culture dying, guys. It's not about skin. No one gives a fuck about skin. You know, he could, you know, hook it up with like a Mexican or, some, or a white chick to fucking lighten it up a little bit. I mean, he's a little intimidatingly black. But uh, we got to have our culture live, man. And there is no race about like what we are, you know. Out of many come one. Freedom, liberty, America. Fucking, it's got to keep going. All right, I got to go. I love it when Owen gets deep, makes me sad because I was sterile. And nobody talks about any hope for people like us. One in 10 couples can't have kids. You know that? Me and Amy thought we were, we, we were having a hard time having kids uh, at one point. And I, that went through my head a lot. And I was like thinking about what the deal was. 
I would accept not having kids. I would try to adopt. Uh, adoption's real hard in America because we just keep killing them. We just, before they get born, just fucking kill them. I'd absolutely adopt kids now. I think Amy's got her hands full. Uh, so we'll probably chill. But uh, you can also just be a great member of your community. That's why I make sure that I say, like, you don't need kids to experience the beauties of life. You got to be able to love something more than yourself. And that, and that doesn't require having kids. If you're sterile, if you're, if one in 10 couples can't have kids. I mean, that's straight up 10% of, uh, can't, can't physically have children. So um, the main thing isn't necessarily having the kid. It's having the mindset where you're capable of putting something above yourself. And that ego crushing, being a parent is ego crushing. Like when you know, there's no question, I, I, I would, I do not want to die. I love being alive. It's a blast. I'm fucking having a blast. I wouldn't even hesitate to die for my kid. And if you die for someone, you'd live for someone, right? So I would do anything for him. And it just, it's an honor to be his parent. And, and I, and I it, you know, sometimes it hurts when I got to let him cry it out or make mistakes and feel pain. Pain's a great teacher, but like, the feeling of, of knowing I'm not the center of my universe. And that is a big, that, that helped me get back to God, honestly, is the self-centered nature that, that humans can get to, which I, would, I was at. I was never an atheist. I was an agnostic, never thought about shit. Um, good dude. I'm not saying I was a bad guy, but like, I would think like, what do I want? I want fancy wine tonight. Oh, I want to listen to this song. When you can think what, does God want of me or what will make my child's life better or what will make my wife happier? You will be tremendously happier. And even when you're sad, it's not like the sadness that you felt before. It is an empty sadness. It's sadness with a purpose. You can get through tragedy if you're in that place. If you're the center of the world, you're only going to wither and die. You're only going to disappoint yourself. You're only going to make mistakes. The tastes will only start getting blander. The colors will only get dimmer. But when you're not, you're free. You're free, man. You are fucking free when you're not the center of your universe. And if you can't have kids or you never wanted kids, make it your nephews or your community or a, a dog or a plant or God. You know, I'm not here to push religion on people at all because I think that's a bummer. But uh, just goodness. Like, just know you aren't the center. A lot changed in the world when we went to a heliocentric model versus uh, Earth at the center. And a lot of people think it was the church that was against all that. The church financed so much of science. There was bad elements of the church, of the Catholic church, that would, uh, would try and keep certain things from the public. But that was when it would mix with government. Christianity is a scientific religion. It's the first religion to ever say that God allows the world to be measured before Christianity, I don't know about Judaism, but I know uh, Islam, uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, Shintoism, um, a lot of this shit, at any time, God would just change shit. So you didn't measure anything. Uh, Christianity was, the, the, I believe, the first major religion that said uh, God allows us with our free will to have this world and to live through it. And that's when you could start measuring things and weighing things and coming up with theories. And, and a, the big bang was theorized by a fucking Catholic priest. You know, these fucking, 
scientists. They're just trying to become the new aristocracy, man. The Big Bang, it was, it was first came out. It wasn't, it, it wasn't the fucking robot guy in the wheelchair. He just did the math behind it. He didn't come up with that concept. It's fucking horseshit. All right, this is making me sad. I want a wife. I work hard. I love hard. I live hard, but nothing. Millennial women suck. How old are you, Caleb? You know, I didn't have a, a child till I was 36. I mean, if you think about it, that's past life expectancy for most of my ancestors. <laughs> uh, you got time, man, and just work. I, your attitude is awesome. And by the way, there's a lot of good women out there. Just don't go to... Uh, Dude, Stephen Hawking was a cunt. The lab brought up that he was anti-Semitic as fuck. Yeah. He was one of those guys. That's why having a high IQ does not make you a good person. Or, I mean, the guy was awful. Stephen Hawking was an awful human being. He cheated on his wife. He could only, like, move his fucking fingers like this. Like, man, like, hello, my name is... He still fucked his nurse. Do you understand the depravity, the, the moral... That's straight up evil. Because you can't even blame it on animal shit. You know, like if you're like a, a young dude and you got like, you had 20 beers and you and your girlfriend were in a fight and you're like, oh, dude, I, I made out with this girl um, at this bar and she like rubbed my dick. I'm, I'm sorry. Girls can forgive that shit because they're like, you stupid animal. Like they're not happy about it. But the depth of like planning and, and shittiness you have to be to, uh, to just be a one-finger robot guy and fuck your nurse behind your wife's back? Like, that's insane. He's like, I actually love you, not my wife. That's the shit where your wife will fucking leave you and never look back, and she should. Women are so much more paranoid about emotional um, cheating than physical. I don't physically cheat at all. I don't honestly don't really have a, a desire not selling out the men boys. I'm, I'm, I'm still a horny, uh, red-blooded American man who uh, has animalistic responses to a 0.7 hip-to-weight ratio, uh, hip-to-waist ratio, don't get me wrong, but there's nothing there for me. I just know it. My vice is rage right now. It has been for a while. Uh, under control. You know, there's no holes in any of these walls. But uh, what the fuck was I talking about, man? What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, like, love another woman, or if, if your wife or girlfriend finds, like, love notes where you're like, she's sleeping next to me. I wish I was with you. That destroys them. Don't fucking even think about doing that because on their instinctive level, that's such a bigger threat than just some chick touching your dick or something. Like, they'll, they may still leave you for that. That's still, like, a threat to their lives, and it's, it's immoral, but it's not even close to if you, like start seeing, like, if you start, like, really becoming close to another woman, they fucking, um, like, hawking, like, Stephen bitch-ass hawking. Like, some woman married this, this dude uh, who has the robot voice. He's an atheist. He's a dick. You know, and being in a wheelchair isn't even a big obstacle. Like, I, I see women marry dudes in wheelchairs. I could do that. I could marry her. If, if Amy was in a wheelchair as Amy... I still would, could see myself being with her and marrying her. No question. Now, robot voice, and it takes like, a, like an hour to say anything. Like, I am hungry. And he fucks his nurse. Like, if that woman stays at that point, that's Stockholm Syndrome. And I am very, very against divorce. 
never get divorced. Unless there's physical violence, don't get divorced. And even physical violence, I mean, unless you get like punched, you know, you can be like shaking a little or some shit. I gotta go. I've done like the longest fucking stream ever. Uh, therapy, anyone not believe evolutionary theory? Not gonna jump down your throats or anything, just curious. I, you know, I don't, I believe in evolution. I just don't, I think there's a lot we don't know and I think there's a lot of hubris to be like, well, humans came from this ape and, and, and science can't prove why there's multi-celled organisms. They have no idea how life was created. They're like, well, the soup and out of the soup, granted, I am a religious person. That being said, I'm not a fundamentalist. Like, I think the earth is uh, a lot older than it was said in the Bible. I believe that those, uh, that, that section of description is uh, metaphorical. That being said, there's tons of holes in, in the evolutionary theory, tons. And, and if you read about Darwin, that dude was an evil motherfucker. And if you think about, like, we don't know a lot. And to say that, like, I think that uh, um, uh, environment and sexual selection chooses uh, who mates and who doesn't. And out of that is why we get appendages and, and, and uh, vestiges and why our bodies shift and stuff. But I do not know what started humans. Uh, the religious side of me thinks it is creation. Part of me is a creationist. Part of me is an evolutionary guy. That's something that I don't really feel like I'm going to take a step back and say, uh, I don't think everyone should just have an opinion on everything. You know, I'm so not an expert on that shit that, that I don't know. There's just nothing I can. It's both. Yeah, right. It's both. I, I view it as both as well. But if someone wants me to iron down the details, um, I can't. Someone once was talking about, uh, the earth's creation and how like six days and the seventh day and all that, it lines up metaphorically with units of time from the big bang. It was like blowing my mind. That's why I don't smoke weed. Cause if I was high, I would have been like, <clears throat> but there was something about the units of measurement that matched like the micro seconds of the big bang. That was like eerily fucking intense. I think that happens in the old Testament a lot is uh, uh metaphorical truth, hyper reality. You know what I mean? Because I'm into science, but not science as a religion. I'm into science as a way to, uh, uh, to thrive in our environment. There's no answers in science. None. You won't know shit. Newton was wrong. Oh, Norm MacDonald is a bit about that. Like, Isaac Newton was wrong about just about everything, including gravity. Like, they're like, oh, Newton came up with the theory of gravity. Yeah, he's completely wrong. And then Einstein disproved Newton. And then... Uh, Einstein's been mostly disproven. Einstein didn't even really understand how light moved, whether it was a photon or a wave, and they still don't really understand it. It's both. Um, they're good at making gadgets, solving disease, unless you get too big of, like, big pharma. And I'm not an anti-capitalist, as we all know. But market forces get real wacky when the businesses get too big and they get government contracts. Uh, that's why the last thing that was really cured was fucking polio. There's a reason for this shit. Science is great at curing illness. It's great at um, getting better at uh, surgery, transportation, uh, information acquisition. But now we see science is, is making it so they can limit the very same information acquisition based on your politics. 
So where's the answer? The answer is only in virtue, morality, ethics, my belief in God, whatever yours is, because the same science that, that, that cured polio made the atomic bomb. I'm glad, you know, we're the only ones to have it until a couple of fucking Jews gave it to Russia. But there's no answers in it. And big pharma is bad. But it's not because capitalism's bad and money making's bad. It's because of the, the, the devil's union with fucking uh, the government. And because just like, like governments get too big, so do uh, companies. I think the best company is between 10 and 500 employees. Because after that, our anti-monopoly laws corner them into becoming leftists. You ever notice that like Bill Gates... Jobs would have been a flaming lefty fucking queer. Um, the Amazon guy. All these dudes are all leftists. And it's not because they don't have a vicious market drive. Emotionally, they're the most right-wing people on the planet. Their brains think right-wing as fuck. They can't. If they don't push government propaganda, the government will seize their fucking... Because we're socialists on that giant blue whale level. The government has antitrust laws where they'll fucking take your business and break it up. If you don't uh, sip the soy, that's why the best people in, in, um, in the country for me, like the, the best rich people, and I know people worth hundreds of millions of dollars that act just like me or you, it's because their fucking company didn't get so big that they have stockholders and they got to sip soy. They just have something they're proud of. They're family oriented. They're rich as fuck. And they're great people. You get too big, you become an absolute vampire. All right, I got to go. Elon Musk is a mi mixed bag. He's a hero, fucking smart, charismatic. He's like Iron Man. Then every now and then he'll say some shit that makes me want to kill him. All right, hit the like button, share. If you want to support this shit, patreon.com slash WDTL. You know, any, anything helps. Just a monthly contribution uh, that doesn't hurt you at all. Something that you don't even notice. Helps me if there's enough people I can fucking expand hugepianist.com if you want to buy my uh, last three specials. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell because the subscription alone is not enough. And uh, be good. Be good to each other. You know, forgive yourself. Don't think you're a fucking loser, but also don't think you can sing as good as that 12-year-old black girl on Ellen. You know, merit. It's not the color of someone's skin, skin, but the content of their character. That being said, there are some very bizarre things happening with IQ distribution. All right, I'm going to head to the tavern, um, um, Tide's Tavern soon. I'm so excited to meet some of you guys. I don't even know if anyone's going to come. Um, it might be packed. I don't know. I, I do get social anxiety sometimes, which is fucking hilarious. I'm such an extrovert. And at the same time, I'm like, what pants should I wear? Uh, Amy will be out with us. I love you guys, for real. Thanks for everything. Thanks for the help with the sketches. Comment about jokes, and we'll make you proud, man. There'll be four fucking bears staying in my house on air mattresses, making you fuckers proud. All right, much love. Um, yeah, I don't know how to end the fucking stream. Man, I swear a lot when I'm away from my kid.